Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old time fan. My pronouns are V, Vim, or it, it's, and you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ash comma man. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he, him pronouns. You can follow me on Twitter at Topple Thrones. You can follow the show on Twitter, Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. Today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 13, After School Special, and Season 4, Episode 14, Sex and Violence. So much episode in these episodes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Here's some content warnings for them. Content warnings for this episode include slut-shaming, fatphobia, death of children, death by drowning, bullying, mental hospitals, possession and lost time, loss of limb, suicide, child neglect, drug addiction, overdose, chronic illness, death of a parent, ableism towards people with dwarfism, murder of a partner, murder of a parent, manipulation, voyeurism, sex, nudity, and the commodification of women's bodies. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can email us questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, reach and out to us. We're here. Other... I almost I almost stole another podcast's uh, phrase for sending good questions. Do it. Get, su- get, get us sued for plagiarism. Get us sued. No, it's just, I'll cut this out, but the uh, podcast I used to listen to a lot, like a book club podcast called Be the Serpent, uh, always said, questions, comments, righteous adulations. So true. <laughs> Which is a very funny phrase. My drama teacher always said, questions, concerns, garbanzo beans. Because I think Incredible. his brother owned a garbanzo bean field. Incredible. Okay, well, now I have to leave this <laughs> in because that's a great anecdote. Yeah, I can't remember the full one. Alex, do you remember? What? Do you remember why Arno <laughs> always said questions concerns garbanzo beans? <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure it's because his brother or something owned a garbanzo bean field, right? <sighs> you weren't in a drama class, you wouldn't know. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh uh anyway (laughs) anyway so season four episode 13 after school special let's go i like this episode yeah it was written by andrew dab and daniel Laughlin. they wrote a good parts of it that i really hate but it's a really oh yeah yes there are parts of it i don't like also andrew fucking dab Mm -hmm. yeah uh the recap shows a whole bunch of scenes about sam and dean's childhood and their relationship with john (sighs) <sighs> it's a good recap. A good I watched recap. that one. I watched this one. Yeah. Then we get our now. It's set in a school cafeteria. The popular kids' table is gossiping about a girl who is apparently, quote-unquote, being a slut. So they mock the girl and don't let her sit with them. Uh, the girl's name is Taylor. Instead, she sits near a clearly unpopular girl named April. April tries to comfort Taylor, and Taylor makes a nasty comment to her. April storms out of the cafeteria, and then we cut to Taylor in the bathroom crying and looking in the mirror. April shows up and grabs Taylor and drowns her in the toilet bowl. Then we see black googly out of her eyes. Title card. Um, now we're at a mental hospital and Sam is dressed as an orderly. He's talking to April, trying to figure out what happened. April claims she was possessed, but there was no black smoke or sulfur smell. Sam heads out to the Impala and talks to Dean, and turns out this is a school that Sam and Dean went to for about a month when they were kids. Uh, there's a series of flashbacks in this episode. The first is Dean and Sam arriving at Truman High in 1997. Sam is unhappy about always being the new kid and the freak. Uh, When Sam goes to take his seat, his butterfly knife falls out of his bag and onto his chair. Another kid, clearly a nerd, sees it and thinks it's fucking cool, introduces himself as Barry. Dean is a shithead to his teacher and doesn't really care about anything. Typical Dean. 
uh, and we see him catch the eye of a pretty girl across the room. Sam's class is having an essay assignment about the most memorable family experience. We also see Dirk, a young bully, flicking Barry in the ear. Sam tries to get him to lay off, Dirk calls him a rude word, and Sam says he's down to take Barry's place, i.e. fight Dirk. Back in the present, Sam is a janitor monitoring the halls, and Dean is a substitute gym teacher. The shorts are iconic, and we will talk about them. Uh, Sam and Dean meet up. There's the no shorts story. are iconic. Yes. They were very popular. Um, uh-huh. Sam and Dean meet up, and there's no sulfur or anything, so that means there's no demon. Then we cut to a cooking class. Uh, one of them, clearly a jock based on his tracksuit, tells the other kid he needs to copy his algebra homework. The kid talks back, blah, blah, and then he shoves the jock's hand into a food processor. Woof. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> the kid falls down and ectoplasm leaks out of his ear. Sam comes in and sees, so he knows that there is a case here, it's just as that's not a demon. Uh, Sam can't find any EMF in the school, but they decide to investigate anyone who died in the school. Dean makes a disgusting comment, and I hate it, I'm gonna kill Andrew Dabb. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Turns out Barry, Sam's friend, committed suicide in the first floor girl's bathroom. Dean asks about Barry since he and Sam were friends, and we get another flashback. Barry is walking down the hallway and gets shoved, so he drops his stuff. Sam comes over to help him, and then we cut to young Dean and that girl, Amanda, making out in a janitor's closet. He asks her out to a movie, but she says she has a curfew. Dean laughs and explains that he doesn't have a curfew, that his dad is out of town, and it's just him and Sam. Dean brags about his setup at the motel, and Amanda gets right into his heart about just how fucked up that is. We'll talk about that, too. Uh, We cut back to Sam, and Dirk shows up looking to start a fight. Sam tries to deflate the situation, and Dirk hits Sam. Sam is about to go batshit on him when Mr. Wyatt comes up and breaks up the fight. Yeah, it's me, Mr. Wyatt. Wyatt. I'm here. I'm here. It's me. I was going English to. Teacher. I was. I was going to become an English teacher before I decided to be a librarian instead. But oh, by the way, I have an announcement for everybody. I'm sorry to to do this in the middle of the synopsis, but I got into grad school and I'm very happy about it. Yay! Sorry, sorry. moving on. Librarian Wyatt. <laughs> Uh, we cut back to the modern day, they're burning Barry's bones, they have a really depressing talk in the Impala, and then we flash back to Dean making threats about beating up a 14-year-old. Uh, Sam tries to explain why he didn't fight back, and then swiftly changes the subject to ask if John is going to be back soon. Turns out he's going to be at least another week. Dean's mad that they're here this long, but Sam makes a comment about Amanda. Turns out she wants Dean to meet her parents, and quote, Dean does not do parents. We cut to Mr. Wyatt's classroom where he calls Sam back to talk to him. He asks about Sam's essay because it's supposed to be nonfiction, and Sam wrote about killing a werewolf with his family last summer. He did do that. It's kind of stupid. It's incredible. Uh, Mr. Wyatt asks him why he'd write about something like that, and clearly impressed if he's ever considered going into writing. Sam says he can't either way because he has to go into the family business. Oh, Mr. This scene is so sad. This scene fucking kills me. Mm-hmm. Mr. Wyatt tells him that he needs to make decisions for himself, and... <sighs> yeah. We'll talk about this. This is a kind of a Sammy episode. It Big makes Sammy me really episode. sad. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. actually it's a boys episode because Dean has a lot of sadness yeah. in here too. That's true. You're right. You're right. Um, it's just D- Dean's sadness is not in the present, whereas Sammy's is mirrored in the past and the present. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam dis- in the modern day decides that he's going to go talk to Mr. Wyatt and thank him, so he heads inside. A student asks him for directions, and then she fucking stabs him. I don't know if it's with a pencil or with a knife, but he doesn't seem to be, like, all that concerned about the stab, so I assume it's with a pencil. The transcript says knife. Yeah, but the transcript is wrong a lot in this episode. Yeah, I used to hold try on. That synopsis. I'm, I'm it also says she right kicks now. him in the face. She does not. She kicks him in the dick. Um, <laughs> wrong head. Yeah, so sorry to the transcript writers, but you're fucking wrong. Um, so... 
Uh, Sam takes a handful of salt and forces it into the girl's mouth. The ghost is yeeted from her body and out the ceiling. Uh, the transcript also says it goes out the door. It does not. It goes through the ceiling and leaves a nasty black spot. Uh, the ghost knew Sam's name, but they burned Barry's bones. So who could this ghost be? Turns out all the kids that got possessed rode the same bus. Oh. What? It's a protractor. It stabs with a protractor. She stabs oh, him with a protractor. The exact midpoint of a knife and a pencil. Can I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're super right. I mean, there is a pencil attached to it. G Willikers. Uh, how do you how do you get? Well, can will the wiki let me edit the transcript? Uh, no. The super wiki requires you apply, and I believe okay. we already did apply to be part of the super wiki. All right. Or no, we applied to have our names. We tried to get added God. to the list of podcasts. Right, 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 right. Did they ever get back, back to us? Okay. Damn. Ghosted. Um, anyway, uh, so it turns out all those kids that got possessed rode the same bus, so we have yet another lead. Turns out the new bus driver is Dirk's dad. We get another flashback, and Sam gets in between Dirk and Barry. Dirk starts a fight and calls Sam Freak, which makes him go apeshit. He beats Dirk's ass and makes up a new nickname for him, Dirk the Jerk. The other kids pick it up, and Dirk runs off ashamed. Back in the present, Sam and Dean are in Mr. McGregor's living room. They talk about what happened to Dirk. Turns out he struggled with addiction and died of an overdose when he was 18. Because Dirk was poor, he was bullied a lot at school. He was also responsible for taking care of his ailing mother, who died when Dirk was 13. Because Dirk Sr. was working so many jobs, it fell to his son to do almost everything. He bottled it up, and no one ever knew about it. Turns out the nickname Sam made up for Dirk was a big part of his bullying. It, we'll talk about it. It's kind of weird. I have very yeah. mixed feelings about this. Yeah. Um, Dirk was cremated, but Dirk Sr. keeps a lock of his hair in the bus in the Bible. Uh, we cut to a school bus at night. The jocks are on a field trip. The substitute bus driver is being possessed. He's driving really fast and then drives over some road spikes. <clears throat> Sam and Dean show up and wrap a rope in, soaked in salt water around Dirk so Dean can get in the bus and find the hair. Sam and Dirk talk about how much high school fucking sucks, and then Dirk breaks free from the rope. Sam shoots him with rock, rock salt, and then he possesses one of the kids. The Kim cuts the Blech. The kid comes out and starts beating the shit out of Sam, uh, and Dean goes to Eddie, the guy Dirk was possessing, and starts looking around for the hair. He finds it in his boot and lights it on fire. The kid passes out on top of Sam, and then we get a flashback to the janitor's closet, where young Dean is making out with a girl who is not Amanda and looks a lot like young Genevieve Padalecki. Uh, Amanda comes in and sees them, and then she totally reads him for filth. We'll talk about it. It's fucking depressing. <laughs> um, yeah. Sam and Dean have essentially switched places. Dean is the outcast. Everyone is congratulating Sam on knocking Dirk down a few pegs. Dean gets a call from John and turns out it's time to go. Sam and Dean are waiting outside the Impala and Sam sees Barry waving from the window on the second floor. Back in the present, Sam goes to see Mr. Wyatt. They talk. He thanks Mr. Wyatt. Mr. Wyatt asks Sam if he's happy. Sam doesn't reply and that's the end of the uh, fucking episode. Uh, uh, Sam girls, Sam girls, I understand you. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Good good episode. I really like the ones where they jump back and forth in time. It's fun when they relate the Monster of the Week stuff that the boys are dealing with the present to their past troubles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my first note for this episode is, man, I hate high school. God, so <laughs> Re true. Read <laughs> the cold open, uh, which is just the, the most, like, stereotypical, like, man, high school sucks. Yeah. I mean, the, literally, it's in the title. It's called After School Special. It's about, you know, being nice to each other. Yes. And everyone has a story you don't know about. Um, this yeah. is also where I say, like, I did not go to a public school, but I do work in public school. Um, and this was not my experience. So it's always funny for me to watch high school movies. And it's like, oh, you mean people were having sex? 
I did go to a public school. Um, people were having sex. People were having sex, in fact. Um, some people were having sex in dressing rooms. Uh, um, this was also not my experience. Alex just turned around and like started smiling at me. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. We were both in the drama department. We know what went on there. It was bad. Mm -hmm. um, drama kids, man. Um, so this was also not my experience, but I was also like kind of invisible in that way. And also I was autistic. So if people made fun of me, I didn't notice. Um, I noticed. <laughs> that sucks, bro. <laughs> I was just fine. worried all the time about it, but I didn't yeah, notice. That's fair. You know, how, uh, yeah, you know how anxiety is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, high school fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah and if that's, you're in, that's if you're listening to this podcast and you're in high school right now, like it literally does We're get so better. Sorry. It gets so much better. It does. It's get fine. Mm -hmm. You graduate high school, you're able to go to therapy. Like, you turn around and you're like, "Wow, <laughs> that was fucking stupid." Yeah, people. I don't trust people who peaked in high school. Um, I don't trust people who look back fondly on their high school years because they're probably the ones that made it miserable for the rest of us. Uh huh. Um, I mean, that's not always true. I'm sure some always. people have a good time in high school that's just like they had friends and had an all right time. My coworker was like, Yeah, I peaked in high school, but I was also popular. I was like, Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> I think anyone who says they peaked in high school needs to go to therapy. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're in high school right now, it sucks. It's kind of designed that way. Um, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, but it, it will end soon, eventually. Um, yeah. All right, any notes for this opening scene? Well, I mean, it's just, like, exactly what you would expect, you know? Yeah. The, the slut-shaming, mm -hmm. the fat phobia. She goes and stands in the mirror, and it doesn't say the word horror over her, but, like, emotionally it does. <laughs> my my note um, of the, these two girls talking is Marxist alienation. <laughs> God, you're such which a is, fucking leftist, Wyatt. <laughs> which, is not, which is not actually what alienation is but it is a different kind or it's not alienation in the marxist sense of of being alienated from the products of your labor but it is these two people who like from the like semi-carceral system is what i would call school that they have been put in like their pe respective peer groups have made them like both be ostracized but also still ostracize each other these two girls have a lot more in common than they have like different but because they are still both part of separate peer groups and have been ostracized in different ways they are still like made into each other's enemies by like the structure that they are within and it's very sad mm -hmm. they should team up and get revenge together girl bosses so of the world unite you have nothing but to lose but your chains yeah <laughs> but instead yeah she gets possessed and murders taylor yeah yeah there's like uh, a triple take when she smashes her face into the mirror I always think it's, it's silly rough. when they do a triple take like that, but it works, yeah. I guess. It always reminds me of those Bollywood dramas uh -huh. where they just do. Yeah, like, we mentioned four. in yes, the, in the season one we have finale. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do really like, um, like possessed April. Of I don't know. There's just something about her. The vibes. It's, yeah, I mean, it's brutal. Oh, yeah. No, it's absolutely brutal. I like how she goes, I'm not ugly, and then she fucking murders this girl. Yeah. And the last thing she says is, you're ugly. And it was so funny. It really made me laugh. It's, it's, like, it's, she commits murder tough. and then, like, says to the dead body, you're ugly. Like, okay, ugly. your mom is ugly. You're, yeah, your mom. 
yeah, it's really funny. Um, I do I I think all of these actors um do a really good job of kind of changing between well, yeah not all of them change but the possession yeah yeah of acting out the possession it's it's very uncanny but it's still very consistent between all three of them mm-hmm. um my my next note is it takes the boys so long to realize this is a ghost and not a demon despite the fact that they deal with ghosts constantly and it's very stupid to me they're caught like, up in like they're... the seals plot so everything yeah has to be a demon. i know but it's like yeah they're they're not at their possessed. best the ghosts the possessed makes me think of ghosts more than makes me think of demons i guess they say demonic possession i just like i don't know i don't know it's silly to me noted it doesn't matter logic complaint for you (laughs) (laughs) it's just like sam didn't ask her any ghost questions he only asks her demon questions and your dad pay for your crimes yeah (laughs) um yeah it's rough in the in the um hospital i think this is the riverview mental hospital again i think we're back once more mm-hmm. um but uh yeah she says um she i was there she in my see head it, but, but i couldn't stop control it, yeah. my body yeah i could see what i was doing but i couldn't stop that must be horrible yeah, yeah. and then she I apologizes thing, and like, sam says you don't need to apologize i like when he yeah uses therapy speak mm-hmm. um and then there's a dumb joke where sam's like did you notice any black smoke and she says what are you crazy cut and he does like Cheryl a little he does like the sammy scoff where he goes like Ugh. yeah i can't mm-hmm. do it because it's a jar pad joke thing but um it's, it's fun when he does that i like when he does that and then and then they go talk about like hey we got to go back to our old high school where we went for a month um mm-hmm. and dean suggests going back as like exchange students dean you're 30 uh-huh it's so funny he's literally like i could it do felt... 21 jump street <laughs> rip to you but i'm different it felt a little bit like a joke of like they hi when they hire yeah. like 30 year olds to be students in like high school movies or tv shows mm-hmm. uh hello fellow kids it was a joke especially because he specifically says swedish exchange students and he's very much not yeah. swedish um it was just like dumb i didn't like the joke it's, you know yeah. Like, it can be a joke, and I can still say it's, it's bad. It's fine. <laughs> it's mediocre. It's a mid-joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we see the first flashback, and they're little tiny babies. Yeah, oh, it's tiny. the, the age difference between actors. them is really clear when, mm-hmm. um, when, like, at this point. Yeah. Because uh, I, guess, I guess what they're doing here is, like, Sam's a late bloomer, because... Sam is what four years younger than Dean. Yeah, and he keeps yeah. getting picked on so, for his size in this Sam episode, is, which is cute. Yeah, Sam later is fourteen. So yeah, Sam is fourteen in these flashbacks, which like yeah, definitely knew fourteen-year-olds who were tiny. And then like mm-hmm. over summer break, they came back to school. It's like, oh my goodness, you grew like half a foot. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> um, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess I did that too, so I can't even complain. Yeah, shut up. You're enormous. <laughs> I was like almost like six feet already at, at like age twelve. I grew like I hit my growth spurt really early. Um, I've been the same height since boy. I was eight. So, Alan, is that, um, is that a joke? Or are you being literal? Because I can't tell. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have. If I've grown, it's been like less than three inches since I was eight years old. Wow, packs yeah. your head. All the way down there. I used to be really <laughs> tall for my age, and now I'm just normal. Oh, I see how it is. 
Um, yeah, I was in in elementary school for eighth grade graduation. I was the sh- third shortest in the grade. Um, although in fairness, that was like a much taller school than my high school. And then in high school, um, I was the third tallest school. in the grade. Wow! Like within those four years, which is wow. I don't know. And I didn't feel like I never had a great really growth wild. spurt. It was just like it happened. Anyway, high school is weird. High school is weird. Um, yeah, so they're teeny little babies, and I love them, heart. and I need to give them both a humongous hug and, like, a blanket and some soup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Colin Ford is back as young Sammy. He's mm-hmm. grown up a little so bit good. since we've last seen him. It's been a couple of years. Uh, we have a new young Dean because old young Dean was, was too much of a baby mm-hmm. um, to play 18-year-old Dean as Brock Kelly. He will not come back. He makes some interesting choices yes as young dean i will say well dean for some reason is a 1950s greaser in this episode (laughs) i don't know what's up with that i don't know why he talks the way he does it's very strange i think he's going for like i was gonna say lower class accent which like i guess is what i'm getting at here the way that like dean speaks with a particular um I don't know, cadence or intonation, but like I don't think he hit it exactly right, but it's fine. I, it doesn't take me out too much. When he calls the teacher sugar, I'm like, yeah, what yeah, fuck? that was weird. He is, Why are you like he has been joke flirting with traveled. your teacher? He's so weird. <laughs> he's been time tra- He is a 1950s greaser. He's been time traveled like 40 years into the future. I don't. It's very strange. It's so. It's weird. a little weird. Yeah. Um, I do think it's cute. They have like they cut between Sam being introduced to the class and his Dean being introduced to his class. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. and the teachers go like say hi to each kid, right? And Sam's class goes hi, Sam, and Dean's class has dead silence. It's exactly uh-huh. what it's like. Yeah, that's what it's like being a senior. Uh huh. Everyone just wants to go home. <laughs> Everyone wants to be done with this bullshit. Although maybe this is obviously I can't speak for everyone, but when I had new students. We never did the, hi, this is our new student, say yeah, hello. Same, same, same. Um, like, I was I a new like student in second awkward. grade, and it did happen to me. Um, oh right. God, so I can't sorry. recommend it, but it no. was fine. It, it didn't, like, scar me forever. I'm still here. I've watched too much anime. It's like, this is just a classic, like, first episode of an anime situation. Like, oh, mm-hmm. the new student is here. Go back to the classroom, bat everybody, write your name on the chalkboard. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, um, there's a lot in this episode about them constantly being new students, where Dean says he doesn't need his yeah. books because he's not going to be here long enough. Sam complains about, yeah. you know, he doesn't want to be here. Um, and then Dan will come back and great a new, another new school. And yeah, mm-hmm. this is very sad for them. Mm-hmm. The lack of stability is killer. Does Dean have, oh. did Dean get his GED? Mm-hmm. Not yet at okay. this point. He does later. Yeah, he well, got no, a GED. No, I know not yet. Okay, yeah. While no, Sam he's, was he's in high school Sam. now, but by the time yes, we no, know, know him, he has a GED. Yes. I just mean like it feels like it feels very disruptive tra- attempting to graduate high school this way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. seem like Dean's really doing anything except for just being here because the government mandates him to. Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. what it is, and it's so sad. Like, he was in 12th grade. He made it this far. He's got a few months left, and yeah. he still didn't finish. Yeah. He doesn't have his can-do attitude yet. Doesn't have his books <laughs> or his can-do attitude. He's given hell attitude. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. It's a, it's a line from a later episode, Wyatt. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I thought that was an earlier episode, the GED and he gave him hell it's, attitude. Uh, I think it's later. It's, it's wild that this essay assignment is apparently worth half their final grade. <laughs> 
it's this ultimate cool teacher thing though because it's like yeah he, he says i don't care how you write it or even what you write about that's true he just wants the juicy goss <laughs> yeah which is so funny to me you know what was bothering me about this scene not this scene exactly later scene technically um after sam has written his essay um the blackboard is still talking about outsiders like i don't think they about even the erased it yeah. yeah how is it the same blackboard you couldn't do that one set design to so just film the next scene I mean, I like that Outsiders was in the background because it I don't felt yeah, exactly. appropriate to me. That's fine. But, like, the fact that it's... I think it's... I didn't technically check, but, like, I think the, the like, it literally says the same thing on the board as it did when, in the first part of the scene. Yeah. Like, you had the same chalkboard. Oh, whatever. Whatever. It's fine. I'm so normal about this. <laughs> You're valid. Um, just to finish my thought um yeah the outsiders is like a story about kids who have been um like abandoned or failed by society and like are in high school but have been like forced by their environs to grow up way too fast um and in some cases die tragically stay gold uh, some, sammy some... boy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i did technically read the outsiders but that is all i retained from it I read a decent amount of Outsiders. I didn't. <laughs> and then it fades back into the present where Sam is a janitor. And Dean um, is a gym teacher. Dean is a gym substitute. And I, you know what? I deserve to be a Dean Kenny. I'm not actually a Dean Kenny. Don't don't come at me for that. Um, But because I have been a gym substitute and it's fucking hard. Okay. They didn't give me a lesson plan or anything. They were just like, here are the kids. You didn't yeah. just have them play dodgeball? I did not give them dodgeballs. I gave them basketballs. <laughs> and I didn't let them um, have the little scooter things either because I was like, I'm oh. not sending 20 kids to the nurse for pinched fingers. <laughs> yeah, those things are so dangerous. Um, I was so sorry. scared for my fingers. I never actually smushed them. Or maybe I did once and then I was like never touching them again. Uh, I just want to say also Dirk calls Sam a derogatory term for small people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's not good. He does it twice. Yeah. I mean, it's very 90s, but yeah. also, it's not good. Yeah, I'm not saying that this character wouldn't say that. It's just like, that's that's there. If you, yeah. That's, um, that's the thing that happens. It is. I see what they're going for in terms of like, haha, it's funny that Sam is really small here and will grow up to be the biggest boy, but the yeah, biggest don't call people boy. that. Yeah. Um, is this is a he... dodgeball reference? What? The Dean's speech? The movie, movie Dodgeball? I don't know. I, I can't don't... remember the, like, a game with one simple rule, Dodge. I don't know. I think he's just doing his little voice, yes. you know, when he just fucking says things. Um, It could be a, a reference. Actually, I could check the trivia page section. Oh, my God. The trivia I section don't know. points out that the teacher he's substituting for is supposed to be in Massachusetts getting married, which apparently implies that she's gay because Massachusetts was one of the few oh. states where gay marriage was legal at the time this episode oh. aired. Amazing. Incredible. Um, it does not say anything about um, this speech okay. being a reference, though. So I think that's just Dean being a little weirdo. He's having fun being yeah, a gym just... teacher. He just fucking beans it at the kid. <laughs> I just remember the the oh oh no never mind no it came out the 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 coach in that movie is like really over the top in a way that Dean is being over the top. 
He's such a nerd. I don't know. I don't know if that movie has aged well. I remember thinking it was very funny as a kid. Uh, don't don't at me if dodgeball's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of problems, Sam shows up to talk to Dean. So Dean just like drops the balls and and tells the kids to go crazy, like, right? Um, yeah. And then he goes to Sam and says, the whistle makes me their god. Wait. I didn't have a whistle. I did not <laughs> have a whistle. It was god so hard. An incredible line. It's so funny. It was... And I didn't have a whistle oh. and my life was so difficult because of it. Hold and on. it was COVID. So like, even if they left me a whistle, I wouldn't have used it. We... <sighs> We skipped over Dean just whooping that ball and hitting that kid right in the solar plexus. Mm-hmm. He doubles over. <laughs> he doubles over. He's like, ugh. <laughs> it's good. Shoutouts to that. <laughs> Shoutouts to that actor doing that child actor doing good physical comedy. It was funny. Like, don't <laughs> don't do that to kids, folks. But like in in TV show land is a good joke. Mm-hmm. Dean was expecting him to dodge. He absolutely did not. <laughs> I love Colby. He's like, Miss Bordeaux doesn't let yeah. us play dodgeball. She says it's too dangerous. And he's like, take a lap. Dean is absolutely tripping. He's on drunk here. with power, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that the two kids next to that kid look basically identical. <laughs> also, this <laughs> is another example. The... Oh, go ahead. I just, uh, they both have the that like slicked up hairstyle that is very um resonant of the late two thousands to me. I knew I knew kids yeah. who looked like this. Yeah. Um, this is another instance of Dean gets a job for a case and like immediately just settles completely into it. Yes. He's like, we should yes. leave after lunch because it's Sloppy Joe Day. He knows the routines already. He wants food. Hollywood Babylon. Mm-hmm. Literally just give Dean a job that doesn't kill people. Oh, my God. Don't. Maybe not. Maybe not. Not gym teacher. I don't think that would though. be the best for him, but he just wants a job. I mean... This is all part of my problem with this episode. Is like, in my heart, Dean is like good with kids, mm-hmm. um, and this is an L for Dean in that way in this episode, particularly with the thing he says a little bit later. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get there. This is also the shorts yeah. scene, the reveal of the shorts. It like pans yes, up over shorts. his knee socks and his shorts and the rest of his uniform. Um, this is the- there's like a gif set that parallels like a bunch of times Dean has said things about himself that later contradicts it what he said um and back in one Great. two he said like sweetheart i don't do shorts um so this <laughs> is, he does in fact do shorts it's great because later he Same. wears a tracksuit so like clearly this was an option yeah yeah he just wanted to wear the shorts but only Sam after says. sam mocked him for it yes yeah, that says nice shorts yeah these shorts Ugh. were uh very popular i think jensen did like a photo shoot for this episode is that because... where he's like doing the the draw me like one of your French girls lean. Yeah, and then there's another I got for my notes where he's posing with all of the kids in the class, and he's wearing yeah. sunglasses inside. It's fucking great. Okay, I found one, but I can't find one that has the kids' faces in it. This is so funny, though. <laughs> it was very popular in the fandom. Yeah, this Im- this image of Dean lying on the floor in gym shorts is like it got edited into everything you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Incredible! <laughs> it's a very good pose. <laughs> He's having fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get this horrible hand mutilation scene. Mm-hmm. This is one of the bits that I can't watch. If the violence is like graphic and telegraphed enough, I can't look at the screen until it happens it's it's funny because a lot of how they convey it like 
I'm rewatching the scene right now and like forcing myself to not look away. Um, and it's very funny how they do it. Uh, in that it's all about obfuscation. Like, I'm pretty sure they just put like a tomato, not a tomato, but they put something in this blender that made the like fake blood splatter around. And like, you can see if you like squint, you can see the actor like not holding his hand in all the way. Um, when it zooms back out. Yeah, I didn't think they were actually blending his hand. <laughs> no, I know. I know. It's just yeah. like, it's it's one of those things where it accomplishes what it's doing uh, based on how it's like shot. They're expecting you to not look hard because it's horrifying. But if you look hard to me, it becomes less horrifying because the artifice becomes more clear. Is, well, it works on I, me because I am a weenie. No, it absolutely works. <laughs> I love the yeah. really long shot on one of the other Cuisinarts, so you yeah. know exactly where this is going. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a good setup payoff of, like, oh, yeah. Every time like, I see a Cuisinart horror movie. in center frame. Yeah. Every time I see a horror movie linger on something with a blade involved, I'm like, mm, yeah. somebody's body part's getting shit put in there. It's like the um, it's like the knife in Bad Day at Blackrock. Mm-hmm. Or the yeah. sink in um, Home. Yeah. Or that um, prong, yeah. The prong oh no, that was bad day. Black. Oh, that's what I meant by not right. It was a. It was a. Yeah, it was a barbecue prong poker thing. thingy. Pokey. Yeah, yeah. We are so good at kitchen words. <laughs> we are so smart. Um, while I was looking for the gym shorts images, I found an ancient Tumblr post that says PE is five percent exercise and ninety five percent embarrassment, but they spelled exercise as exercise. And someone says, What kind uh, of gym class do you have that exercises their kids? And so naturally the shorts picture. Yes, yes, yes. Um I really like the way a lot of this uh a lot of the flashback cuts work where they are they're cuts, but they just they make it look like a continuous shot. Uh, like, for example, at 1330, uh, the camera, like, swings around Sam's head, uh, and as it moves past his head, it focuses on the same hallway that they're standing in, but, like, however many years ago, like, 12 or 13, however many years ago, I can't do math, um, and it's good, I like it, and there's, like, a the color grading blurs from the present color grading to the past. Uh, which is way more orange, by mm -hmm. the way. This this the the flashback scenes in this episode are extremely orange. They're uh, also which just isn't, you go. Uh, which which isn't as noticeable uh, when you're inside, but like in the outside shots, the sky is just this like orangey yellow smoggy haze mm -hmm. in a way that is like I don't know. I don't like it, but not in a. I don't think it was a bad decision. I just would hate it if the sky looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the sky during wildfires yes yes there. yes that is a, you're right that's exactly why i have that negative association with that color thank you pacific northwest yeah yep buddy. um yeah also with the orange tint the the flashbacks are more saturated yeah the the contrast is higher i think yeah um which is insanity inducing considering the last time we had flashbacks in something wicked hmm the flashbacks were entirely grayscale, or like not entirely. You said that last yeah. time. They were, yeah, they were heavily sepia. Whereas here, they're not doing sepia; they're just doing orange tinting. Mm -hmm. And it it makes the present look more washed out, and it's yeah. insane to me. Yeah. It's driving me nuts. Ugh! It's neat. I like it. Mm -hmm. This episode was directed by um, Adam Kane, and this is the only episode of Supernatural he's done. That's a shame. This was good. 
Yeah. Um, Adam Kane worked on oh worked on American Gods. Oh. Hmm. Pushing Daisies, Supernatural, uh, Pushing Heroes, Daisies, The Mentalist, Haven, Being Human, Hannibal, Twenty Four, Daredevil, Hannibal. Supergirl, yeah, Hannibal's good directing, and Star Trek Discovery. Um, oh, he's a producer on Hannibal. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> then uh, Sam and Zine talk about you know the case. Um, but the scene starts with Sam going, how's the nonviolence assembly going? And Dean says, apparently shoving a, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say it, but, you know, what the, what that kid did is not a healthy display of anger. Um, love the way that schools will, <laughs> like, try these extremely understated responses. They're like, yeah, you know what we should do about kids mauling each other? Uh-huh. We should have a little assembly and say... You know how uh-huh. we take out our anger properly. We talk about it. It's 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 very on point. IMO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hilarious. Anyway, they finally figure out it's a ghost. Dean makes an absolutely disgusting comment, and it makes me want to fucking kill Andrew Dab. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He says um, three of the cheerleaders are legal. Disgusting. Die. Guess yep. which ones? Yeah. Sam, to his credit, just goes no. Yeah. Sam refuses to engage in Dean's creepy behavior. It's nasty. Mm-hmm. Like, this um, is one of the things where it's like, yeah, this is a legitimate reason to not like Dean as a character. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the people who do like Dean as a character just choose to ignore it for being bad writing. And we're like, yeah. I simply I mean, this do is, not see it. This <sighs> is what I was saying last time about the comparison uh, with comic books here of like, you kind of have to just pick and choose. Like, when so many people are writing a character... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are so many versions of this person. Like making your character a sexual predator as a joke because you think it makes him manly is simply a bad decision, and I am not going to engage with that. Yeah, I don't know if it's because they think it's manly. I just like think whatever it's like the reasoning probably... is. There, it's gross. I think yeah. they just—it's just the obvious joke. It's the obvious joke. It's in the writers' room. They probably have a like like a template for Dean of like makes. Like comments such as that makes like um like he must be a serial womanizer. Yes, if you don't have Dean horny. saying something gross about a woman, yes. you probably need to rewrite your episode. I mean, what I I know you are making a joke, but what I mean by that is that it's probably a vague um like list of character traits in a way that could be interpreted in a variety of ways, which can result in stuff like this of like oh yeah this is where i plug in the dean making x joke about y thing or whatever like not paying attention to like would dean do this etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah mm-hmm. and i'm just talking on my ass here i don't know i'm not i haven't been in a writer's room but just i get that vibe of like when you have so many people and like if i remember correctly there wasn't i mean there the show has script supervisors but like the way they wrote the episodes were they would like break off and people would just write their episodes right um going way back to heidi going way back to one of our conversations of like season one or two about how they wrote the show um yeah anyway this is where we learn that barry killed himself in the in the girls bathroom for some reason. Yeah, I also noted that. I don't know, like, trans as hell yeah, of him? I don't know what that was about. Yeah. Like, but, um... Why? why? Yeah. It's very sad. I want to sit Andrew Dab down and go, why was Barry in the girls' bathroom? Like, yeah. why did he go there? 
Maybe he didn't want to hang out in the guy's bathroom because he would get bullied there. Whereas in the girl's um, bathroom, like, he's... And, like, I, I'm saying this, like, as carefully as I can because, like, bathroom gender discourse is so loaded. Um, But the idea that, like, in, you know, in a women's space, he would be, like, the more, um, quote-unquote, powerful. Um, So, like, people wouldn't harass him there. He would be the harasser. I don't like that argument. I think that might be what Andrew Dabb was going for. I don't know. I don't want to put this all on Andrew Dabb. Daniel Laughlin wrote this episode, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's a weird choice. Mm -hmm. Um, this is where we, uh, get that rotate. Um, wait, is it? I think so. It's when Sam says Barry had a hard time. Yeah, but the next, oh yeah, yeah, this is where he drops his books. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is where we get that rotate shot I was talking about. And, uh, yeah, Sam saying Barry had a hard time. Just the understatement there. It's so sad. Mm -hmm. Sam helps him pick his books up. And like, (sighs) Barry Barry talks about his plans for the future. (sighs) Yeah. Sam says great school sarcastically and Barry says, I don't care. Three years and I'm out of here. I'm going to Michigan State. They got the best vet program in the country. It's very on the nose, like dialogue written to make you feel sad, but it works. Mm -hmm, Uh, Sam says, do you like animals? Barry says they're a lot nicer than people. Yeah. (gasps) Dean is making out with Amanda in the closet here. Uh, It's like, (laughs) Dean is in the closet. I spit on your grave. Yes, he is. Sorry, now I'm just thinking about we know the devil. Of course you are. Um, so, did, I don't want to talk about I Spit on Your Grave. <laughs> it's a wild choice What they that they picked. The, Roger Ebert called this movie a vile bag of garbage. <sighs> this is considered to be one of the worst films ever made. Oh, my God. Um, it it has 30 minutes. It has 30 minutes of extreme graphic violence, including a rape scene. Oh, jeez. Why would you take a date to this movie? <laughs> Did he, like, what I was don't know. He, I think um, if somebody asked me to go to this movie, I would run away. Yeah. What was uh-huh. it like marketed as if he hadn't seen it yet? Um, not. It, it's clear what the movie is about. I will say. Okay. Also, also, wait, 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 wait. It's. Also, it's it's from the seventies, so it's like it's a it's a it's one of those midnight showings of like old movie. So Dean, it wouldn't be marketed. Dean just knows about this movie. Oh, yeah, don't like that either. Actually, okay, mm-hmm. I've looked up some of the like posters. Yeah, it it, it is pretty yeah. clear what this is about. Yeah. Why would you take a date to this? What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Andrew Dobb, pay for your crimes. <laughs> Like of all that, you could have picked literally any movie in the entire world yep. that was screening and at picked, the time. I spit on your grave. Does Andrew Dawkins anyway. really like this movie? What the fuck? Okay, okay, moving past. I I, I highly doubt that. Let's not let's not go yeah, that far. That was that was speculative and unfair. But what the fuck? Um. Um. This Amanda says your parents just let you so stay sad. out all night, don't they? Um. Plural. And then yeah. he, he's like. She, What's the she says it for? in a concerned way. The way, like, when yeah. he says, like, I don't have a curfew, she gets this, like, look on her face and then, yeah, asks that question. Yeah. And then He's Dean like starts talking about his life. the wonders of motel life. He's like, a pretty sweet setup. Yep. HBO, Magic Fingers, Free Ice. <sighs> she says the pines and she goes, the motel? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, I guess. It's like, he goes, what? Says, I do whatever I want whenever I want. It's perfect. 
She says, don't you miss your dad? And he doesn't answer. God. It's good. I, he also, I do, this despite, is the scene, the, despite the I spit on your grave, I like this scene. Yeah, yeah, this is also the scene where I noticed that Brock Kelly has like really good eyelashes for Dean. It's true. He does. Um, as I said in my notes, this girl sees Dean as her poor little meow meow. <laughs> She's like, she I really fix has him. I could fix him. Simply. Yeah, extreme I could fix him energy. I love how we are all the same person. <laughs> we just have one brain pinging across um, the country. And then, yeah. Two countries. Then after that, like we see Dean and Amanda like coming out of the closet together. For that. Shut up. And Dean said <laughs> Dude says, yo, Sammy, and Barry's like, that's your brother with Amanda Heckerling? He's cool. I love the, Amanda Heckerling is very good. That's very high school to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the cool girl. The blandest name ever said with absolute yeah. awe. Yeah. Um, And uh, so Barry says, he's cool, and Sam goes, yeah, he thinks so. <laughs> Siblings. Get him. Uh-huh, get his get little ass. Get him. <sighs> um... Sam and Dirk have a little bit of a spat. Mr. Wyatt breaks it up. Yeah. Um, and then Dean and Sam burn Barry's bones, but there's 20 minutes left of the episode. Yep. Dean yep. goes, so long, Barry Cook. And when they're driving, Dean's like, you all right? And Sam goes, Barry is my friend. I just burned his bones. Oh, his life sucks so bad. If dad had let us stay just a little longer, maybe I could have helped the kid, you know? And Dean says, you read the coroner's report, same as me. Barry was on every anxiety drug and antidepressant known to man. School was hell for that kid. His parents had slid up. He just wanted out. It was tragic, but it's not your fault. To tell you the truth, I'm glad we got out of that town. I hated that school. (sighs) We get another good, like, transition to flashback. Dean's like, how can you say that after what happened to you? And then we see young Dean uh, being like, that kid's dead. I'm going to rip his lungs out. Um, Which, he says that later. Uh, in, so uh, in a, about the ghost, later. which is it's a good, so good parallel. I like that, like, yeah, Dean has always been this protective of Sammy in a way that is like, you know, you change a lot from 18 to 30, but some parts of you stay the same. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't throw hands for Cass, Wyatt. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't have to, but yeah. Yeah, no, Cass could definitely <laughs> stand up for themselves. <laughs> Sorry, Cass Wyatt's sibling, and, not yes, the angel. Yes, I've, I've, I've yeah. said this before. We, yep. and this Dean is why goes, I, I find a way yeah. to call Castiel. Dean goes, if dad was here, and Sam says he's not, and Dean says, well, I am. What, oh. what does he mean by if dad is here? Does he think John is going to come kick this 14-year-old's ass? Probably. Or or <laughs> Dean could have his dad beat Dirk's dad up. Uh-huh. <laughs> which would just be so horrible. It would just be even worse. There's so I do, much about this that is horrible. There's some good, it. like, their lives are bad, but also as outsiders in some way, they are also um, um, able to be more critical of, like, what normal is in a way that mm-hmm. I liked. Because Sam says, I don't want to be a freak for once, Dean. I want to be normal. And Dean says, so taking a beating, that's normal? He's right. It's not. It right. shouldn't be normal. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, this is where Sam says, he's like, she's got Amanda, she's cool. And Dean's like, dude, she wants me to meet her parents. I don't do parents. He's too cool yeah. for school. Uh, uh, and then we get the talking to Mr. Wyatt scene. Yeah. yeah. Sam is trying to flunk. He's like, it doesn't matter. As soon as my dad gets back, we're leaving. Yeah. You can flunk me if you want to. Oh, Which I guess that's Sammy. why he wrote that story of like, he just doesn't care. Like he, he didn't want to shit. bother trying to make up like a fake life for himself. It's yeah, also like, yeah, kind of like write. a... 
a cry for help a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Sam says, look, if this is about the fight, I didn't start it. Um, uh, what Mr. Wyatt says, why would you write something like this, Sam? Which is peak, like, teacher, like, are you uh -huh. okay? Are you yeah. Um, I, I wonder if John had, if they'd stayed a little bit longer, if, like, someone would have called CPS. Like, hey, these kids are yeah. living alone in a motel, and this yeah. one's writing about violence. He's, like, 14. Um... Sorry, I just just thought of a thought of a thing. Um, yeah, I first of all, shout outs to teachers. Teachers get like thank you have to do so many things that like they are not like necessarily qualified for or like supposed to do, but also as because of the fact that like the system is so bad, there aren't a lot of other ways for um. Like, in terms of, like, kids, like, getting help and stuff, and often teachers are, like, a person in their lives that they feel like they can come to, uh, mm -hmm. and, like, there's only so much teachers can actually do in that situation, uh, which just reminded me, like, completely, um, complete tangent, but, uh, the scene that is stuck in my head from Spider-Man Far From Home <laughs> after the disaster as the most teacher thing ever of, like, the teacher coming in and check on them, checking on them and being like, you kids okay? And they're like, yeah, he's like, well... Okay, that's good. Like, if if there's anything, if we you need to talk to me, like I can do that. It's like, no, really, we're fine. It's like good because I'm not really qualified for that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> extreme teacher thing. Sometimes you got to be a therapist for a fucked up closeted gay kid. Yeah, and you're like, uh, I don't get yeah. paid enough for this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> then, uh. Mr. Wyatt says, I'm not flunking you, I'm giving you an A. Now, aside yeah. from the werewolf, is that really how you'd describe your family? <sighs> if he's like, he says, well, your brother is quite a character, and your father, he seems uh, driven. Driven. Which, the, there's so much here implied about the nature of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, it's really good. Have you ever thought about thought pursuing, about pursuing writing? writing? Sam says, I can't. I have to go into my family, the family business. business. Uh, yeah, my uh, my dad's a mechanic, so I have to be a mechanic. To be a mechanic he started too. to say, like, Monster Hunter, and he, like, caught himself. Uh -huh. Mr. Wyatt says, do you want to go into the family business, Sam? No, no one's, one's ever, ever asked, asked me, me that, that before. Oh, my God. <gasps> yeah. He says, well, and Sam pauses and says, more than anything, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <sighs> Oh my god. And then Mr. Wyatt says, Well, I don't want to overstep my bounds here, but you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Look, I mean, I know what it's like. I come from a family of surgeons, and that wasn't me. So, you know, I oh. traded in the money and prestige of being a doctor for all the glamour you see around you. But the point is, there may be three or four big choices that shape someone's whole life, and you need to be the one that makes them, not anyone else. You seem like a great kid, Sam. Just live the life you want to live. This. It's Okay, also uh, this, um, in retrospect of the whole season five plot, and just, like, aspects of, like, free will and making your own choices. Uh, I'm killing. Killing and biting and maiming. Oh my god, Yeah, Sam, this is I'm good. so sorry. Is... God, y'all. This is so sad. It, it, in part, it, in part, it's kind of funny in the way of, like, um, attempting to empathize with someone through your own life experiences, like the the difference between like coming from a family of surgeons and like going down, like this this guy had like the money in a way that would be a um, what's the word safety net for him, 
mm-hmm. that like Sam would would never have in his life. Um, but, Even if John was a mechanic, yeah, like going to college to be a lawyer would not be yeah. very accessible. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 good and sad. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna count this as queer coding Sam for having a close relationship with an English teacher. So wow, true. Wow, 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 <laughs> wow, 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 wow. You can't just attack me like this. You can't just attack me like this. Does it count if I had a close connection to a drama teacher who was also an English teacher? Yes. Because yes. You're gay. He was also gay, so. <laughs> we all, there is only one human experience, apparently. <laughs> like I said, here on Word of God, we're three English majors. God. All of us were like, you know what? English teachers are the nicest people on the planet, actually. No reason. It's so true. Anyway. <laughs> Wyatt is reeling. <laughs> I came here to have a good time, red. and I'm honestly feeling so attacked right now. Um, and then Sam goes in and talks to him again, and Dean references Dead Poet Society because he's such a fucking nerd. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like he would hate that movie. I yeah, he's. It, so. I feel like he would want you to think he hates that movie. Mm, I like that read even better. Secretly, okay, cool. he was crying really uh-huh, loud uh-huh. and like really <laughs> just ugly crying. I've never seen it, but I imagine there's probably at least a little bit where you ugly cry about it. I've only seen like a scene. Oh wait, actually, um, more specifically, Sam wants to go in to talk to Mr. Wyatt, but first yeah. he has yes, to get yeah, stabbed. Say, he gives her he directions. Stabbed. He's went to the school for a month, How like twenty years this? ago. And like in fairness, I he was a janitor. He was a janitor for a few days. I guess so. Right. But like right. as a substitute right. teacher who has had to switch between school buildings constantly because I don't have a permanent placement yet. Um, it's fucking hard to remember where things are, even yeah. if you've been to the building well, already. So I don't schools know. Schools are also I don't designed like, to I don't be like this. liminal hell zones. God. Mm-hmm. And every single one of them. Same with different the clinic layout. I work at. It, you know when you go into an old law office that kind of has the vibes of a converted house and it has like a very particular smell mm-hmm. and it's like got carpets and beige walls and all the hallways look the same. That's the vibe of the clinic I work in. Ugh. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to. Every time I go to the break room, I take a different staircase. There's only two staircases in the building. Um. Yeah. Sorry, not to not to go on a tangent <laughs> again. No, you're good. Um, I had spice to I, our I podcast. Just, We're real people here. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to say I like the way this girl uh, says, uh, "Thanks, Sam." And then like, there's the beat, and then the knife comes out. It's good. Um, protractor. Thank you. Sorry, protect protector. He's stabbed by a protractor, um, it's true. This is where we get the rip its lungs out again. Um, yeah, he says, the ghost is dead, I'm going to rip its lungs out. I think like it's, the exact same I think tone. It's, yeah. He goes, well, you know what I mean. So obviously the ghost is already dead. Dean calls all these kids, like, weird insults. Don't like yeah, that, really. It's not Yeah, cool. he says, it's like three three references in a trench coat. He says, Martha, Dump Truck, Revenge of the Nerds, and Hello Kitty, all of which are not great. Because it's like yeah. fat phobia, revenge. Fa- like, I think there's like a Revenge of the Nerds is like a, a, a rape movie, basically. And then Hello Kitty, just because she's Asian. Like, it's it's bad all around. Mm-hmm. She's Asian yeah. and she's wearing a pleated skirt. Yeah. I did like that I actually understood all three of those references, though. That made me feel good, even though <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't like them. <laughs> um, I, It does fit in terms of the, the way Dean copes <laughs> with. Also, she's wearing a cat, like a cute cat shirt. Oh, is she? Okay. Um, yeah, you can see it under her jacket. 
Um, anyway, um, <laughs> it, it does, I guess, kind of work for me in the way we've talked about Dean before and the way he, um, obfuscates or like dances, not even dances around the way he copes with horrible things with humor. Um, mm -hmm. like he is dehumanizing these, um, people on purpose in order to like not think about them as much or like <laughs> as armor. Mm hmm. Yeah, like, I think it fits Dean's character. I just don't like the ones chosen. Yeah, yes. You know, mm -hmm. I, I absolutely agree. Um, and then, yeah, this the bus is haunted. There's a haunted bus school haunted. bus. What? I love this goddamn Cox... show. <laughs> Cox gun, bus is haunted. That's how they find Dirk McGregor and realize that it was, it was, um, the, it was, yeah, it's Dirk. Yeah. Or the, the, yeah, Dirk McGregor senior. So then they go onto the bus and do the whole, here, ghosty, ghosty. Oh! Um, right, actually, sorry, um, I had another note from that scene where Sam gets his ass kicked, uh, is that the, we have a new ghost effect, uh, that's really neat, um, oh, yeah, it's cool shit. the way the, basically when he, if you didn't watch the episode, um, when he shoves the, like, salt into her mouth, um, we see a shadow, like, burst backwards out of her and fly up and oh, yeah, slam cool. into the ceiling, um, and like jeans. leave like a, I'm pretty sure. It, oh no, it's the like mark a, was already there. Was it? Oh, wait, I was it? No, I don't think Hold so. On, it, I'm it leaves again. like a spot of damp, like mold. Oh no, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does leave it then. Okay. The way that um, like when Sam exercises people with his brain, they like burn into the floor. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. I like mm -hmm. that. Uh, there's another one, uh, later that is also kind of neat. Um, they, they guys, I don't know, CGI technology has improved a little bit, or, like, they've gotten better at it, or whatever. Um, I like this effect. It's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, Sam kicks this kid's ass. <laughs> yeah, little, little, little kid fight scene, and just keeps hitting him. Well, it's like, it's not a little kid fight scene, is no, the important exactly. part of, like, Sam is trained to fight in the way that, like, Dean earlier was like, you could have kicked this guy's ass. And Sam's like, I don't want to. I want to be normal. Uh, but, like, goes when he it's what it's being called a freak, which makes him do this, mm -hmm. which hurts me with, like, the Sam freak stuff. Like, even, like, way before the, like, they knew about the demon blood, like, being called a freak is, like, a thing that Sam is, Sam is used to no, from school. No, that's the thing he's sensitive about. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing he's sensitive about um yeah just absolutely kicks this kid's ass like uses fighting moves like does like a leg kick like dodges the punch goes into a stance oh my god he's just a little kid yeah literally i hate you john winchester i'm so glad you're dead literally fuck that guy yeah burn in hell <sighs> so let's talk about dirk yep let's talk about dirk Wait, before we before we actually get there, um, when Sam says Dirk the Jerk, someone in the background goes like, Haha, that's pretty good. Uh -huh. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> it was It's funny. dumb. Also, well, Dirk, call later, Dirk calls him also... Moonchester. Get his ass. Uh-huh. There's a scene later on. Um, that's that scene uh, where like Sam's the cool kid now and Dean's the one who's been ostracized. Where like mm -hmm. everyone's being like, "Good job, Sammy," et cetera, et cetera, in a way that's like felt very much like, "Oh, and everyone clapped." Yeah, it's like literally everyone in the school is like, "Good job hitting that kid in yeah. the face a lot." Like what? Uh huh. Yeah. 
Also interesting that Sam, Dean remembers the school as, you know, that thing that happened to you for Sam. Yeah. Um, whereas Sam had this, like, high note that he left on. Yeah. So, again, well, Dean, Dean is fucking note, projecting. But... I mean, not, like, a good note, but, like, everyone in the school wanted to be his friend now because he yes. beat this kid up. Yeah, but I don't think Sam is very happy about that. No. He has this, He's, like, weird like, look Like, he on his finally face settled in, like... though. You know, he didn't want to leave Barry behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. He wasn't the new kid at this point. He was yes. the kid who beat up Dirk. Yeah. yeah. Which is not a better no. way to be, but like a different way to be at least, a new way. He could have tried out being popular. Now we want to talk about Dirk. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about Dirk. So this this show's saying stuff about bullies and class that I have mixed feelings about. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think this is wrong per se like i don't think anything about this is inaccurate in terms of mm-hmm. like a certain profile of like kids who will bully others um it's like the thing we don't see is like he was also bullied and picked on in a like subtler way uh like due to him being poor um and having a hard time because his mother was dead didn't have a lot of friends like lashed out etc cetera, etc cetera. but there's a there's a there's a sort of there's a trend, I guess, uh, a trend that was like believed also primarily to be the case for a while, uh, particularly in this era of like sociological studies into bullies in the mid 2000s um, of this idea that bullies uh, were like that because either they were like bullied too or had poor home lives or had abusive parents, et cetera, et cetera. And that is not necessarily wrong. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, culture is created by the media we consume, et cetera, et cetera. Ideas will, ideas like percolate through, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and this is a very common bully profile in TV shows, particularly in this era. Uh, and like a common message that mm-hmm. was often given of, oh, like, forgive your bully or like your bully is more complicated than... Uh, they seem, and, uh, there is, hold on, this is a PDF, so it's hard to, um, link to, um, yeah, pacer.org, uh, pacer National Bullying Prevention Center, uh, has a PDF called Common Myths About Bullying, which sums, has a section that I will sum up, or that I will read that sums up what I'm trying to say pretty well, um, which is, children and youth who bully are mostly loners with few social skills. Fact. Children who bully usually do not lack friends. In fact, some research finds that these children have larger friendship networks than other children. Importantly, they usually have at least a small group of friends who support and encourage their bullying behavior. Children who bully also generally have more leadership skills. I don't don't know about that. The targets of bullying or children not involved in bullying. I have complicated feelings about the, like, leadership skills in terms of, like, talking about children in school environments. Um, Mm -hmm. But... Regardless, the point is often these often bullying comes from kids who are already like well to do or are popular um, or like, you know, don't actually have too much bad stuff going on in their life. And it just is a emerges as a result of the way that like clicks in school and how like children's social group form of uh picking someone to be the target of like picking someone to be worse than you or like worse off than you or like worthy of scorn in order to raise yourself up you know mm-hmm. 
And a lot of the time, it falls within, you know, pre-established lines of societal marginalization. Yeah. That children have picked up on. Yeah. Um, from the adults around them. Mm-hmm. So there's a joke that's like, you know, kids in school will know you're neurodivergent or trans before you do. Mm-hmm. And it's because they have that sense of otherness um, that they pick up on that I don't think they even know about. Yeah. Um, but the way that there's a very strict social code that children are expected to conform to and anything that falls outside of that is worthy of scorn um, is, yeah. I mean, they are they are in like enculturated by parents and by media to recognize what's normal and what's not normal. And kids are very impressionable, you know, mm-hmm. and um, if they are taught that acting a certain way is like, quote unquote, weird and should be scorned, they will do that. Uh, f- they will do that fully because that mm-hmm. they think that's the right thing to do. And, you know, none of us are child psychologists or sociologists, like, do your own research, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just a trend I a trend I notice in media. We're just a bunch of neurodivergent queers who happen to be on the receiving end of that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't dislike that they're trying to give Dirk kind of a more three-dimensional, like, nuance. But also, it's kind of like, cool story, you still traumatized you know, yeah. God knows how many kids and was a leading factor in one kid's suicide. Yeah. Like, yep. obviously they're children and they can't be held to like full account because they're kids and their their behavior is the res- like the result of how they're cultured. But like, yeah, it's like you can't pour, pour me- little meow meow your way out of this one. <laughs> yeah. And in this episode's defense, I don't think it's doing that. Um this episode is trying to say stuff about like the fact that the problem is structural in a way mm-hmm. that makes me not fully come down as like oh i don't like this mm-hmm. um it's very clear at the end that like both uh like Barry Sam and Dirk are all all of their troubles came out of the system that they were yeah. in more so than all... who they were as individual people they're all victims um, yeah. um let's see let me find that line that Sam says um I'm not, or it's, Dirk says, Sam Winchester, still a bully. You, you jocks, you popular kids. You always thought you were better than everybody else. And to you, I was just Dirk the jerk, right? Now you evil sons of bitches are going to get what's coming to you. And says Sam, Sam says, I'm not evil, Dirk. I'm not, and neither were you. Trust me. I've seen real evil. We were scared and miserable, and we took it out on each other. Us and everybody else. That's high school, but you suffer through that, and it gets better. I'm just sorry you didn't get a chance to see that, you or Barry. And yeah, that's yeah. it's such it's a good can line. we be 17 moment. I don't understand. Sorry, that, that was um, that was Heather's Heather's the musical specifically. I didn't mm. I, I did see Heather's the movie, but I don't remember if they have that line in there. Um, but yeah, there's there's a song in Heather's the musical where um, well, it's twice. I don't want to get too deep into the Heather's tangent, but um, the first time it's um, after JD has killed people, Veronica's um veronica's like can we just stop with the you know revenge thing and just be 17 um and then after everything she says the same thing to martha she's like can we be 17 if we've still got the right um and it's really good and it's touching and this is sam trying to do his little we should we should have just been kids we didn't have to take it out on each other Mm -hmm. and part of growing up is taking responsibility for the shitty things you did in high school um 
But the fact that Dirk, because of his own circumstances, wasn't able to grow out of that um, and, and, you know, try and do right later on is tragic in its own way. Because at the end of the day, he was still a kid who died before his time um, because the system failed him. Um, It's like in Yellow Fever when uh, the guy's brother was like, a lot of people failed him. Um, and that's kind of the vibe I get here is that an, an episode also written by <laughs> Andrew Doss. Yeah. Um, it, it, the, like, it doesn't quite go as far as I would have liked. Yeah. Um, but the nod of like, this is, this is the environment we were put in. We were scared and we were children and we, we handled it the way we could, um, is, is good, I think. Um, but also sometimes it does. It does kind of dip into that after-school special, like, assembly, anti-bullying assembly of, like, you never know what's going on mm-hmm. behind other people's lives. And it's like, okay, cool, but they still swirly. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's good and it's bad. I like this episode a lot. I think it it's it's more effectively saying what it's yes. trying to say than a lot of other episodes I, of Supernatural that try to say things. I al- Yeah, I always find it interesting when Supernatural tries to say something. Yeah. <laughs> like, often it doesn't go all the way or doesn't do it in, like, the the best way, but, like, this and, like, uh, Folsom Prison Blues, for example, and even Route 666 are, like, are all interesting episodes to talk about, you know? Yeah. Um, they They are... They're trying. They're trying. <laughs> In the way that, you know, privileged men writing a show for mostly men uh, in the early 2000s do this sort of thing. Uh-huh. Like, this is not a show for sixth graders No. To, to learn not to bully each other. This is a show for adults to be like, yeah, high school was fucked up. Yep. <laughs> and maybe to get through to the adults that were bullies yeah. in their childhood to be like, yeah, that was pretty fucked up of me, huh? Um... Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, no, I I think that's a good good thought. I feel like it'd be a good thought to end on, but there's a couple more things to talk about. Yeah. Um, which is like small note the the dean the way dean fishes for information of like where to find the it's locker so in this scene is very funny. It's so dumb. Um, it's like did you did you keep any part of them? And like the way he just answers, like Dean is despite Dean's questions for being very bad, he's rolling very high still. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yeah, oh, he's I had like, him cremated. No, had he was all of him. Dean's what like, the fuck? All of them? Yeah, all of yeah. Them? It's um, messed up. But yeah, it's, you got it. I would have been like, uh, get out of my house. Who are you again? Yeah, like, why do you want to know about my dead son? Possibly still having physical pieces of him lying around. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So then they go after the bus. And they, they, we mentioned in the synopsis the saltwater rope. I think they should do this more often. It didn't work very long, but it did work. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a ready-made salt circle. Why don't they do this? For bonus points, you could, yeah. I don't know if you can dilute holy water with salt, but, like, holy salt water would be extremely effective. Holy you should do that water. more. They should just bless the ocean. I Classic don't think the they can do that, but, yeah. Like, I, I am they not the one to speak on what makes holy water into... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't I'm not the one to speak on like how to make holy water um but I'm pretty sure there are like theological reasons why you can't just do convenient things like that. Uh-huh. Glad's dumb. But like they've blessed the water in a fire hose before. That was good. They did. 
Every now and then they um, do something I'm interesting just saying, with the, the holy water, and decide, then they don't do uh, it. Yeah, yeah. If the Pope can decide whether or not gay people are allowed in Catholicism, then I think the Pope can also decide whether or not you're allowed to make the ocean into holy water. I you're think right. if you're talking about like <laughs> specifically Pope made, as opposed to like we dropped a rosary in the toilet, um, then it's supposed to be like at least fifty percent specifically blessed by the Pope itself. Um, because there was that post about like someone whose mom kept like a jug with a line above the halfway mark and every time it got below that they would refill it so they had infinite pope water <laughs> but that's the extent oh, yeah, of my really knowledge funny. that's really funny that's extremely funny um anyway speaking of 21 jump street dean makes 21 jump street reference here yeah um are you the pe teacher and uh they have this fight that we kind of already talked about it, they they really do just shoot him full of rock salt yeah that guy, they just keep shooting that's like people. a man that's just a man like, I, and that's I, just a student and he's they gonna be shoot fine, salt but at like, them he's he's gonna get scarred at the very least uh-huh like that's coming out at pretty high velocity at pretty close range and it doesn't even do anything like it's literally not even working well, I mean, stop shooting people i guess but that's more the shooting than the salt it looks like i mean it was yeah well, yeah, I mean, but if it wasn't, if it was any other type of ammunition, they would just die, Emma. I, I'm not saying they should be shooting them with something other than salt. I'm saying you should not be shooting them with anything. Sure. Well, they're doing it in self-defense at the very least. Yeah, but it's stupid. I'm not saying should. it's great, but it is, yeah. <laughs> the transcript here editorializes for no reason and says the team must have been the football uh -huh. or wrestling team because the student was big. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> He is a big student. Um, yeah, this is this is another the, of Dean's guy, bad the, lines because this student yeah. collapses on Sam, and in throwback to the first scene where so like the students open. talk about yeah, which which Dean wasn't there for. Dean wasn't there for. He's just saying this for no reason. Um, yeah, Dean makes a sex position joke about this high schooler who is lying on top of Sam. Uh huh. It's mm -hmm. bad. Um, oh yeah, this is where when they burn the hair, um, there's a cool shot of the ghost coming out of him. Um, like he said, Dean sets it on fire and, uh, I'm just pulling it up here. It's like an overhead shot. Um, and he like throws his head up and screams and then we see the ghost like burst out of him and like burn up in the air. It's cool. I liked it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we get our final flashback, which is, uh, Dean... Cheating on Amanda. <sighs> Tries to pass it off as like, oh yeah, we were studying. It's, like Dean, Dean has always been bad stupid. at lying. Dean has always been bad at lying. Yeah, and then she gives him a he speech. He does the very stereotypical, oh. come on, baby, she means nothing to me. Which... How is that better, Dean? No, um, and she goes, I thought maybe underneath your whole I could give a crap bad boy thing, there was something more going on, like the way you are with your brother, but I was wrong. And you spend so much time, this is where I go crazy, you spend so much yep. time trying to convince people that you're cool, but it's just an act. We both know that you're just a sad, lonely little kid, and I feel sorry for you, Dean. And Dean says, you feel sorry for me, huh? Don't feel sorry for me. You don't know anything about me. I save lives. I'm a hero. A hero. God. He's like standing there all by himself in the this hallway as everybody gives him like these what a jerk looks and, and they walk away from him and he's and like I don't like high schooler Dean. I wouldn't want to be friends with him. I would not make out with him in a closet. Well, but <laughs> <laughs> but 
Like this is this is Dean thesis being said to his face, and he's just a little guy. He's literally just a teenager. Yeah. Ugh. And he went. This is from the John journals, the bonus extra canonical content. Um, his first solo case was when he was seventeen. So like he's already been on hunts by himself. Yep. Like this is the point in his life that he's at, and he just has to like hang out with normal teenagers who have curfews. <sighs> Um, I think it's funny that uh they didn't bring Jeffrey Dean Morgan back for this. They very deliberate like John doesn't have any lines, and they very de- deliberately obscure who is driving yeah. the Impala. The I ha- I John am like forty five percent sure it's Jensen Ackles in the front seat of the Impala. Oh, I would be believe that. Yeah, I'd believe. I that. feel like that would be Jensen. Just like no one else gets to drive this car. <laughs> uh huh. <sighs> and then we got the final scene of this episode. Yeah. Um, wait, so, so Dean get young Dean gets a call on his phone that dad finally oh, says, yeah. uh, we don't hear John voice at all, but, um, he, he says dad finally. And so they get into the car where we don't see John, um, Sam and Barry wave to each other. Goodbye, Barry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and Dean says, I can't yeah. wait to get the hell out of this place. And Sam, Sam doesn't say Lingers. anything. He's, he doesn't yeah. want to keep leaving. And then adult Sam, we see um say hi to mr wyatt he says i probably went to college because of you uh you managed to do your own thing then y- yeah for a while <sighs> he says you know and people i think grow i went up. to college because of you but you know people grow up yeah he says you took an interest in me when no one else did which makes me tear my hair out because like John was not taking an interest in him for sure dean was taking an yeah. interest but he's not qualified to take an interest he can't He's not equipped to be a parental substitute. He can take care of Sam's survival needs, barely. He can't handle his emotional needs. And I... You took an interest in me when no one else did. Yeah. God. Also, before that, he's like, Winchester, right, right, yeah. You uh, you wrote that horror story, which is cute that he remembers that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And Sam's like, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, it's kind of all been one long horror story. <laughs> oh, he says, what do you Sammy. mean? Because it's a weird thing to say. Sam, yeah. <laughs> Um, Mr. Wyatt also has a cute line. So what was the advice? I might need to plagiarize myself down the line. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. says, you and, know, uh, the only thing that really matters is that you're happy. Are you happy, Sam? And we just see his face happy, and he Sam? says nothing. And then it's credits. Sam's nothing. <laughs> Cut to credits. It's great. It's great. It's great. I love when the show just cuts. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your feelings, Sam? No. Nope. No. And he oh, came here to talk oh, about God. his feelings, too. <laughs> Well, he came here to say thank you. He didn't think that it would be like an yeah. interrogation. Well, Are you happy, that's, Sam? That's because of his feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, good episode. I think really I said good. most of what really I wanted to say about like, it. Really good, like basic episode. Yeah. Good backstory episode. Really good flashbacks. Tasty characterization besides the Dean grossness. Yeah, besides some bets of a Dean. Um, this might be like the okay. most formative backstory episode. It's this and something wicked yeah. and season nine bad boys. Mm. Yeah, something wicked. Something wicked. <sighs> I like this one though because this is the first time like we've seen them. Like the other two, or no, the other three flashback episodes. Um, wait, is that right? Do they they fl- yeah they flash back in very supernatural Christmas. Yeah, the other three flashback oh, episodes yeah, has always just been the kids at the at the motels, and it's cool to see them like in another environment. It's the first with time we've people. seen that. Yeah, with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. After facts time. 
Let's do it. Go okay. It. Uh, so first of all, Amanda Heckerling was played by Candace King, who played Carolyn Forbes on The Vampire Diaries, major character on that show. Uh, poor sad kid with big glasses, um, whose name I forget. Uh, Barry? Barry, Barry, Barry. Um, play, it was played by uh, Kanan Weeb, Webb, Weeb. I don't know. W I E B E. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Uh, was also one of the bullies in Wishful Thinking. Uh, so script got flipped on him, I guess. Uh, and also boy victim in Faith. Uh, so he has been in two other Supernatural episodes. Um, Taylor, the girl who gets slut shamed in the beginning, was played by uh, Marie um, Av. Uh, Marie Avgaropoulos, who played Octavia Blake on The 100, major character in that show, also another CW show. Uh, quote, Lunchroom Jock, unquote, uh, was played by, who is also that guy in the cold open that's like, I'm a fan of sluts or whatever he says. Uh, was played by Riley Dolman, who played Philip Pearson on the time travel show Travelers, another major character. Um, yeah, lots of extras playing major characters in other shows in this episode. Um, Everyone gets their start somewhere. Yeah. But uh, that's everything. Uh, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk about episode 14, Sex and Violence. Not as good <gasps> of an episode, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... Episode 14, Sex and Violence, written by Catherine Humphreys. We open on a woman cooking dinner. Her grumpy husband, Adam, is home late. He does that thing where he slams the fridge door shut really hard, which is a big red flag if your partner does that, folks. Um, anyway, then he beats her to death with a hammer, which is another red flag. <laughs> Cut to Dean, sleeping. He wakes up to Sam having a mysterious conversation and then pretends to be asleep, so Sam doesn't think he was snooping. Uh, anyway, Sam is in, has info that a bunch of men are killing their wives in Bedford, Iowa, so off they go. They pretend to be attorneys and talk to Adam from the cold open. He didn't have any of the symptoms of possession. He knew exactly what he was doing. Also, he was obsessed with a stripper named Jasmine, who may have put a spell on him and says he killed his wife for her. Uh, I think this is good a good episode to come after the previous one, because we just did a possession episode. And so mm -hmm. it's cool to be like... Uh, we just reminded the audience uh, what possession is like, and we can see how this is different. Um, anyway, Sam goes to interview a doctor who examined the dead women and the men who killed them. She noticed an anomaly in all three of the men. Extremely high levels of oxytocin, the, quote, love hormone. Uh, also, she flirts with them. Dean and he flirts back. He's digging it. Uh, Dean investigates, oh, off screen, Dean investigated the stripper further and discovered that each man was in love with a different stripper. Uh, they go to the extremely tame TV strip club, The Honey Barn, uh, and Dean talks to the owner, who's incredible, we'll talk about him, uh, but gets nothing. Uh, Sam talked to Bobby, and their theory is that they are dealing with a siren, a monster Dean knows for once. It is probably all the same monster changing its appearance, which is a thing that sirens can do, apparently. We see a man leave with a stripper, and then when they go home and have sex, there's a horrible floating little humanoid thing with a messed up face above them, which is neat, I guess. It's kind of Doctor Who vibes, um, as far as the monster design. Anyway, the stripper wants him to kill his mom, who is old and sick. Uh, he does. It's rough. Uh, off screen. Meanwhile, Dean snoops on Sam's phone and uses recent calls to call Ruby, uh, and then hangs up on her, so now he knows that they've been talking. 
Sam gets back from investigating the dead mom, and they get a call from Bobby, who says, To kill a siren, you need a bronze dagger covered in the blood of a sailor under the spell of the song. And they're like, wow, that's so confusing. What confusing <laughs> that's, that's, instructions. What do we have to do? Yes. Like, dumbasses. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's dumb. Um, Dean apparently is a sailor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they think the song is more like a poison or a like uh, hypnosis uh, drug that the siren probably injects during sex. Um, they go back and talk to the doctor from earlier and get those blood samples and have a standoff with an FBI agent named Nick. Uh, and get a very good scene where he calls their boss, and it's Bobby who convinces him to work with them. So Dean's good. Dean's gonna keep Nick distracted. He's wearing a kiss the cook uh, apron. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dean's gonna keep Nick distracted while Sam gets the blood samples. Uh, Nick and Dean bond over his car. It's cute, and Sam finds the blood gone. At this point, uh, me Wyatt absolutely suspected the doctor. Spoilers, it's not the doctor. In the strip club, Dean and Nick bond over their shared love of classic rock, and Nick gives Dean evidence about a flower left behind at every crime scene. Sure enough, it's a flower that it was found in the doctor's office. It's a hyacinth, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the doctor flirts with Sammy some more and tells him about her ex-husband, who she probably murdered? Uh, Sam's very much enjoying her company, and they have sex. Dean calls him and tells him all the deets, figures out Sam slept with her, uh, but Sam says he's not under her spell. Dean doesn't believe him. Uh, because of that, Dean gets his new friend Nick to help him hunt the doctor. Except, uh-oh, Nick is the siren! Uh, there's some stuff Insane. here <laughs> that's interesting we'll talk about. Uh, he drugs Dean through shared flask drinking, and when Sam comes back to the motel, uh -huh. Dean attacks Sam while the siren taunts him and then drugs him too. With, like, a, like a snake-style, like, acid spit thing from under the tongue. It's kind of cool. Um, and now he's got both of them and makes them fight. Uh, they have a conversation we'll talk about. Dean doesn't trust Sam. Sam thinks Dean's holding him back. Um... Dean kicks Sam's ass because Dean always wins and uh, takes a fire axe. Deus Ex Bobby shows up to solve this problem, pokes Dean with the bronze knife and throws it at the siren like an absolute king. Um, in the denouement, Bobby buys them all fancy pop, not beer, because they're driving, which is cute. Uh, says he figured out with ease that the FBI agent wasn't real and says they shouldn't blame themselves for getting hit by the siren. Um, they have a chat about their feelings. End of episode. So this one is a famous one. <laughs> Wyatt. This is really? Okay, wait, okay. Oh, okay, first of all, Wyatt, yeah. I love how you said Deus Ex Bobby because that just means God in the Bobby. <laughs> yeah. I said Bobby in the machine, which makes more sense. Yeah, no, you're right. I just like saying Deus Ex. That's valid. Bobby X Machina. God in the Bobby. <laughs> God New in the ship Bobby. dropped. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's Bobby. <laughs> it's Bobby X Machina, you're right. Assistance. But I I like the phrasing of Deus Ex Bobby better. That's fair. Um Yes, why this episode is famous. It was. Do you want to guess why? <sighs> why? He, it's it's Dean's male siren episode. Okay. Dean's siren was literally a man, and like, that's okay, fair. they that's tried fair. to brotherhood, and we will talk about this extensively. But it it's literally, they could have had a stripper for Dean, and they didn't. They could have. They did. You're right. Also, uh, this is another good time to say that mine and Emma's siren fic is much better. Oh my god, it's so much better. Uh, go read Save Them Very Quietly <laughs> on AO3. I guess I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about it in that way because I didn't like the, the potentiality for if you're a Winces shipper of what you could get out of this. That was in the yeah, back of my head a little bit during this. It was like, I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah. I was like, I was paying attention to like when they were trying to Sam code Nick. Um, so I have like some notes on that, but 
the, like the, I think there's still something to to see and to discuss, which we will. I I also think it's like they just kind of stepped on their own feet because they said mm-hmm. that the siren is will cloak itself as whatever you want most or whatever, and then you set up these men who desire the siren in a sexual way, who you know she meets all yeah. of their needs, yeah. like in a partner, and then. Like, they want to say, what they're trying to say is that Sam is more important to Dean than literally mm-hmm. anything. Which <laughs> is a Hoss. fine thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> which is a fine thing to say because it's a running theme throughout this this show. He literally sold his soul for him. Mm-hmm. He went to hell yeah. for him. However, if you set up this thing where it's distinctly romantic, yeah. sexual, and then be like, but actually, it's also familial yeah. sometimes. And especially it's because in, one in, of the men at this point killed his mom for the, for the siren who was a sexual relationship. So it's not even like, oh, it has to be sexual for sexual or uh, familial for, for familial. Yeah. Like, it could be romantic for familial, and they yeah. did not do that. Yeah. They literally um, chose to give Steen a male siren. Which is yeah. and they're they are literally going to acknowledge Winces chipping two episodes from now. Oh boy! Um, oh my God, is like it? acknowledge that Jesus. in the fandom and the fact that they did this and didn't think about the implications it would have for that corner of the fandom is just incredibly poor foresight to me. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's hilarious that they decided to give Dean a male siren. I mean, I like both readings. Um... I, I, you know, I mean, I'm here for the queer dean reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like the reading, like not even like, continuing to ignore the text. I like the reading that what Dean like does really want is like a like male friend he can bond with. Yeah, uh, like he is, and we've like there's been um uh stuff before, like um uh Andy, uh mm-hmm. for example, <laughs> like when Andy was complimenting his car, um. I don't know. I like whenever Dean like gets to be neurodivergent with someone else and talk about rock music and cars. Um, mm-hmm. makes me very happy. It's like let Dean have friends. Dean Dean wants someone who relates to him and understands him and shares the interests with mm-hmm. him. Like whether um, that's romantic or platonic, I don't care. I like it either way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Literally, let Dean um, hang out with men. Yeah. Um, but the they because the supernatural writers are so homophobic. They have to family code it because they absolutely refuse to let the fandom even play with the idea of a queer dean. And the insistent that men can only be friends if they see each other as brothers. Um, Yeah. Because otherwise it's gay. Men can't just be friends. They can't just be buddies. They have to be, like, warrior friends. Um, And, yeah... Like it's, it's so it's so funny, honestly. I keep saying homophobia is funny, and like I want to clarify. Obviously, homophobia isn't funny, but what I mean by that is like it's the it's just bad writing to write yourself into a corner rather mm-hmm. than acknowledge people are gay. Like it's fine to be gay. You could open up the writing possibilities of having like Dean gets a boyfriend, and like that would lead to more red herring opportunities for you if you just acknowledge that gay people exist but no homophobia exists so instead we get like contortionists it's so yeah yeah the they will jump through literally any hoop to try and insist that dean cannot be queer and it's like you're it's like you set that hoop up yourself you put that there i just watched you set up that hoop to jump through it yeah 
And it's like you're trying to fight your own fandom, which is a losing battle. First of all, these people pay for the tickets to your cons. <laughs> like they, not enough apparently. They buy going the box sets. <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, well, like, and and I went on a whole rant about this uh, several episodes ago, back when we were in like season one or two. But it's just, it's it's so horrible and and so like offensive that it's funny. Like you hate gay people and you hate the people that enjoy your show so much that you will literally go to any length to alienate them and try to tell them that there is no way this is going to happen in canon. Yes, we know! <laughs> We've been watching the show. And then they were like, here, have this breadcrumb. And then they threw the breadcrumb into hell. <laughs> uh-huh. It's it's insane. And they it's were like, insane. aren't you it's proud of us? Insane. We are so queer friendly. We love the LGBTs. And then and then Jerry Padalecki was like, he could have meant it in a platonic way. Supernatural is not a show about gender and sex. <laughs> Actually, Jared, we know better than you. Supernatural is about mm -hmm. everybody being queer as fuck. So true. Hmm. <sighs> Anyway, yeah, Supernatural um, is a bad show. The writers are bad and homophobic <laughs> and stupid. And they are so... It's just... It's a bad look. It makes mm -hmm. you look like a dumbass when you are, like... Actually, the fans, the people who are paying money, the people who are, like, giving me the ratings, they're dumb. They don't know what they're talking about. Like, sir, you put the subtext in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're just, they're just looking at it. They're just talking about it. Like, that... <laughs> Did, did you learn nothing from Star Trek? This is just what happens when you make a genre show yeah, that people like. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with it. Speaking of uh, homophobia, I was talking to Mitch the other night oh, um, about uh, Felicia Day's character in this show. Oh, God. Um, Charlie. And I'm uh, look for, looking forward to when she shows up. Yeah. <laughs> I have actually yeah. never met Charlie. It's past my, my watching zone. That'll be exciting. I know things secondhand. I've met Charlie. Many things secondhand, but I have never met her. I can't wait to get to the point where Emma and Wyatt are basically at the same uh -huh. place, and I'm just sitting over here uh -huh. like, uh. <laughs> Emma knows all the important things. Yeah, I've got all the spoilers. I just haven't seen shit. But there will be times where me and Emma are writing something, and, and they'll be like, wait, when did this happen in canon? And I have to be the one to go to the wiki and, like, explain it. Yeah, I don't want to get Sometimes spoiled. I forget that me and Emma aren't on the same level all the time. That's just because I'm great. so good at masking. Soon you will be. <laughs> Soon, Soon we will be in the next, what, five years? Good God. Not that long. No, I made up a number. We're, we're, Sorry to jump scare We're, you. like, almost a third of the way through, and it's only been half a year-ish? A little yeah. over half a year? Oh, my God. Guys, we've been doing this for so long. Congrats. We have. Congrats. Anyway. Yeah, so we'll continue. So now that we'll we'll talk about this we've, we've done a little, little, little overview of this episode and the different readings of it. Um, do we want to go chronologically? Yeah, yeah, let's go. I don't have too much to say about this episode except for like the big stuff. This was like I fine. have more than half a page of my new bigger notebook, um, but also I've gotten shorter just... at taking notes. So <laughs> I think they had a lot of fun uh, filming in a strip club. It's extremely um... tame, tame strip club. Oh, I'm sure. I've never been to a strip club. The strip. Neither have I. But ass. like, it's it's a. What's the rating on this episode? Isn't it always TV fourteen? Rating? Yeah. Is it? T is yeah, it really TV fourteen? I think usually. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it's a very tame strip club, but I think the it's clear that they're having a lot of fun 
um, with the extras, with the music, with the the, the uh, cinematography. Um, and I don't know, I'm probably not the best person to judge this, but it also didn't read to me as, like, overly horny. I mean, like, that's the point of a strip club. Yeah. But also, like, you know, it was kind of tasteful in the only way a strip club can be. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking I see. about, SC. I want to know I, who directed I... this episode, actually. Um... Like, it, it, it doesn't just focus oh, on Charles Beeson. the women. It also it also focuses on the men ogling and how, like, the, yes, it I has. Feel like it's the camera okay. sets up the camera, who has the power here. The camera does a lot of um, zoomed out shots, um, which I think is is a little bit like contributes to this a little bit. But also, there's definite, there's definite some like full center frame TNA. Yeah, and I mean honestly, like I wouldn't expect anything else. It's a strip club. Mm -hmm. It's supernatural. Um, but I think. Yeah, like, I didn't hate watching this episode, so I'll say that for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did not read as nasty to me as 95% of the bathtub scenes, There's... you know? Sorry, I want you guys to go to... I want us all, including you watching this episode, uh, or listen, including you listening to this episode, to watch this episode, please go to 1124. Okay, I have to open go to Netflix. And pay attention to the... Okay. Okay, I got it. Okay, when you're at 11.24, I'm going to count down 3, 2, 1, go. Okay, <laughs> okay hold on. 11.24? Hang on, I have yeah. to get the episode. Okay. Okay, 11.24 remaining or starting? Um, 11, in, 11 minutes and 24 seconds into the episode. Okay, okay I'm at I'm 23. Okay, that's fine. I think I'm at 24 three, now. Three. Three, two, one, go. Pay attention to the guy in the white shirt. <laughs> Look at his face! The little nod nod. <laughs> he's, I love that. He's this guy is like overacting so hard as like dude happy to be in a strip club in a way that is extremely funny. It's insane. That's great. I'm so glad that you showed us that. <laughs> he's like, hell yeah. Boobies. <laughs> Boobies. The way he waggles um, the money. <laughs> yeah. The way he waggles his head is really uh -huh. good. Um, but yeah, I think, like, I don't know, I think the, again, I'm not sure if I'm the one to talk about this, because I'm really desensitized to this sort of stuff, because I'm ace. Um, but, like, it feels like the camera is focusing more on, like, this is a strip club, the, the culture of a strip club is people, largely men, are paying for, uh, like, a commodity that women... Mm -hmm. I'm being very, you know, gender essentialist and heteronormative here, but... I mean, that is what this place is. Yeah, like, yeah. on purpose. Women are supposedly uniquely mm -hmm. able to give, and, like, the power here is that the women are the ones collecting the money, they're the ones in control, um, generally, and when people try to get out of control, there's, you know, bouncers and people to step in. Um, and it's less, like... The camera feels less like a... Um, what is that called when you're watching someone have sex? Voyeuristic? Yeah, Yeah, it feels less voyeuristic than it did in um, Wishful Thinking, where we watched the girl get out of the shower, or even That's in true. Dead in the Water, you where there was like that really weird bathtub scene. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's also like those are voyeuristic in the ways of like we are looking at someone in a private space where they do not mm -hmm. want to be looked at and are not expecting to be looked at. And that's where the horror comes from in those scenes also. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, in this, it's like, yeah, it is a it is a show. Um, yeah. I see what you mean. It, um, yeah, if, I, it feels more like they're having fun with it rather than being like, ooh. I think sex. they're being a little bit ooh. I, I will say, like, oh, I, I'm not, I'm no, not absolutely. disagreeing with you. Um, I, I also think if the show did not have the age rating it uh, has, they would absolutely be putting tits on screen. Oh, no, yeah. If this was an HBO show, yeah. there, would be, there would be full frontal. There would be pussies. I mean, it depends on the strip club for that, but. I guess so. Again, I've never been to a strip club. Neither have I. I don't know I what just... they do there. I watched Mrs. Maisel. That's my contribution. I don't know what that has to do with anything, because I've never seen that. Okay, well, um, season four, mild spoilers, Um, she starts working at a strip club, but not as a stripper. Like, she's the opening act mm. announcer. And so, like, because they mm. have the ratings to get away with it, they do, in fact, show tits. Mm. See, I watched the first episode of Black Sails, so I've pretty much seen all there is. <laughs> if you ever... Black Sails is an amazing show. There is literally so much sex in the first half of the first yeah. season. It's like criminal, um, but yeah. All right. Let's so talk again, I'm very desensitized to it. You know what? While we're talking about this scene, screw chronology. Let's talk about this owner. Yes, let's talk about this strip club owner. I fucking love him. Cause he knows it's shut the fuck up Friday. Yeah, because I was gonna say that thing about like the women being in power here it depends on the club in terms of like yes. the owner. Oh, absolutely can be like can can be a lot here but this guy <laughs> so okay dean says i'm looking for three girls jasmine aurora and ariel and the manager says you seriously think those names mean anything to me <laughs> dean starts describing them he says you have any idea how many girls i deal with fake names fake hair fake cut. he makes like a, a boob gesture tits. yeah um uh, Dean's like, you gotta have some kind of paperwork. He says, he calls them some way to keep track of the strippers. The manager says, please, exotic dancers, independent contractors working for cash. They stay out of their hair, they stay out of what little I have left. Yeah, Which this guy's so balding, by the way. Um, and Dean says, three of your customers murdered their wives. You don't think that's weird? The manager says, yeah, I think that's super friggin' weird. But you know what? It ain't my problem. He walks king away. King shit. I love this guy. This guy's a king. He is incredible. He is incredible. Uh, as I've said before, and will continue to say, I love when Supernatural just puts the weirdest guys on camera. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah, this guy. <laughs> this guy says women's rights. He does. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to put very vulnerable. Uh, are strippers considered sex workers? Yeah, I, adjacent. I'm in anyway. the sex work industry. I wasn't yeah. sure. Uh. He's like, I'm not going to put very uh, vulnerable sex workers in the gaze of a fed. Yeah. He, kn he, he knows what's up. He's like, come back with a warrant. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's shut the fuck up Friday. Mm-hmm. It's shut the fuck up Friday. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. This actor hasn't, like, been anything. He's not in, or he's been in stuff. You know what I mean? He's not in my actor facts. However, his name is Fulvio Cesare, which is an incredible name. Love that. It sounds like a, a Hunger Games amazing. character. Um, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce that last name, but, but yeah, it's I'm gonna get like emails outs. from angry Italians being like, it just sounds like <laughs> Hunger Games because it's, the Hunger Games names are Roman. Uh huh. Well, maybe he shouldn't be so Italian sounding then. He is very Italian, <laughs> which is funny too because this is in this is in Bedford, Iowa. 
God, I'd imagine strip clubs in Iowa suck. This town has 1,500 people uh, in it in 2020. Oh, my God. That's, like... Imagine going to a strip club in your hometown Uh that is absolutely tiny. You have, like, a 30% chance of seeing a stripper who is also your grocery. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's insane. I love it. Like I was, like I said, the strip clubs here suck ass. Everyone goes over into Idaho for the strip clubs, I guess. Um, I think there's a booze law here mm. that means that, like, you can't buy, you can't serve booze in strip clubs here or something. But that doesn't mean you can't bring booze into the strip club. Yeah. My mom was talking about one of her coworkers who had a bachelor party, and that's what they did. Um. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> okay, let's get back on topic. To talk about the show. Yeah, maybe we should. This is a supernatural. Uh, Sam makes a shining, a shining reference about the where. More like I've the, completely she says lost. More like the shining. Because... In 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 the opening scene after the cold open after this. Oh, woman we went back. Murdered, okay. I don't have any. Yes, I'm going. Yes, I don't have any notes about this cold open. Um, I like that we there's a blood getting... spray over their wedding photo. It's very on the nose. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, okay, it's very slasher movie. If we're talking yeah. about this, I guess I'll also point out the fact that the show opens on her using a meat tenderizer, which is what she is killed with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's good setup and payoff, I guess. Um, then we see sleepy little Dean. I love when the boys are sleeping. I think that we should just get to see them sleep all the time. Yeah. Also, every ever since you showed me that post about... um. Dean not sleeping in his underwear after hell. What? Uh, every time I, I see say Dean that, asleep, oh my I'm god! Like, how much clothes is he wearing? What? I don't even remember that post. I feel like you showed I'm it to me. I'm sure I did. I just maybe don't that remember or it, it just came up on my dashboard. But anyway, yeah, I am always on the lookout to judge how much clothes Dean is wearing when he's asleep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Makes me insane. He's snuggling. The um, it's interesting to me that the Ruby stuff in this episode does not really come back in this episode yeah literally doesn't matter <laughs> i assume it will matter but it's interesting that they start doing it here and then it doesn't co- i was expecting them to bring it up at the end well i guess they bring in it episode up, 14 um, of the season yeah that's true I, I guess they bring it up in the um when they get drugged and are yelling at each other uh yeah. where dean's like i don't trust you because you're talking to ruby but like it it's not it doesn't go into anything about like what he's actually doing uh or what they're talking about that's because dean doesn't know yet yeah smiley face <laughs> sam doesn't say what they're talking about is what i mean mm-hmm. they're slow burning that hey emma when do we actually find out what dean and what sam and ruby are doing i don't know i wish i had a better answer I'm for you but i don't know <laughs> to talk about that uh because it's gonna be interesting yeah anyway i feel like i keep pulling this podcast off onto tangents <laughs> Well, that was that was relevant. That's just where my brain is. Today. Um, and then Dean does like his little sneaky thing where he pretends to be asleep, and Sam like nudges him, and he's like, "Hmm," rubs his eyes. <laughs> so sneaky. He's, he's so just cute. a little guy. Yeah, I haven't called mm-hmm. him cute in a really long time. He's cute here. Yeah. Um, and Dean tries to like ask about what he was doing because he wants to see if Sam will admit to being on the phone, and Sam says nothing. I was in the can, and Dean says, "Yeah, like." giving him one last chance to actually confess and Sam goes, yeah, you want me to draw yeah. you a picture? Which is good. I like when Sam gets to be sassy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he's lying, which makes it even better. Also, Dean is in a t-shirt here. Mm. He is. Mm. 
men's arms. <laughs> men's arms. Um, I like the performance this guy, uh, Adam gives in the scene where they're talking. Uh, he's, there's a lot of like really close up shots on his eyes. Um, he has this mm -hmm. like, he sounds so tired. Yeah. He's pleading guilty. He knows what he did. Yeah. Um, like he's, Benson is like refusing to give him information to give them information, I should say. And, um, Sam just like gives him the puppy dog eyes. Like, Hey, would you explain why you killed your wife? Please. Uh huh. Please. <laughs> and it works. It always works. Yep. It's because he's a little meow meow and everyone loves him. He's everyone's little meow meow. You are not immune to Sam Winchester's eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, then we meet this doctor who I like. I She's her. fun. She's very charming. Mm -hmm. Her name's Kara. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they're like, you Dr. Kara Roberts? She's as far as I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the high levels of oxytocin. She info dumps about oxytocin. Hormone producing childbirth, lactation, and sex. People call it the love hormone. Uh, and then she oh, wait. teases. I have, I have more. I didn't realize I have more for the previous note. Okay. Um, okay, when Benson was saying about how Jasmine was perfect, everything that I wanted, Dean says, well, you pay enough and anybody will be anything. Guess what Jeff said that's in? <sighs> yeah. Um, cool. And then um, there's a little bit here where I, my notes just say capital punishment slash suicide because Benson says, if the judge doesn't give me the death sentence, I'll just do it myself. Um, he says, I know what I deserve. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really have any like coherent thoughts here. I just think like the show it's is sad. saying something again about capital punishment. And um, yeah, I, I don't think it's saying that it's good that he wants to do this. It's no, just exactly. like, it's, it's a, here has here ha, here is how this man's life has been ruined and it's very sad. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the, we get some. I guess we get the theme of the episode here uh, a little bit anyway. Where Kara's like, people call it the love hormone. You know that. You know how it feels when you first fall in love. The whole weak in the knees, tattoo on my chest thing. That's oxytocin. Of course, it eventually fades and you're stuck with every relationship ever. That and the painful regime of tattoo removal. He makes a little joke. They smile at each other. Um. Yeah, I guess the thing here of like um the the siren as like almost drug metaphor uh or like um metaphor for like div uh all the good and none of the bad um in terms of relationships uh what the siren promises people are all the best parts of what they want uh without any of or because of the the drug and because of the effect it has on their minds without any of the like negative emotional aspects of like you know when you care about someone or in a relationship with them that of any sort there's going to be good times and bad times and the mm -hmm. siren promises solely good times because it literally gets you high mm-hmm which does i think tie nicely into the yeah. dean sam conflict in this episode Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, and then Dean, after Sam and Kara have this little smile at each other moment, Dean walks in and tries to flirt, and she just completely shuts him down and goes back to Sam. And Dean makes this little Dean face. After... He's like, "Wow, I can't believe it." <laughs> you t totally see blocked me. So good. Um, Sam like mansplains hangovers. Yeah, uh, I don't. I. I... What's he doing there? I didn't get that line. He's trying to flirt with her, I guess. It's but it not flirty. And it works. Yeah, no, it's not. I don't know what's going on here. I, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's just... He should have asked her. Like, he should have offered to bring her a greasy breakfast. Yeah, he's yeah. like, that by the way, try, like, hello. Yeah. 
Anyway, Dean's very excited about working a case involving strippers. Yeah. Uh, that's where we get that scene where they talk to the manager of the club. Um, and then, yeah, Bob Bobby's like, it's sirens. And Dean says, like, the Greek Miss Siren, the Odyssey. Uh, and Sam's like, hmm? and Dean goes, hey, I read. Yeah, he reads. Um, and then so <laughs> this part felt like a Kripke line. It's just like extremely Dean voice. He says, so they shake their thing and the guy zombie out. That is very much a uh -huh. It's like so deep in Dean voice. <laughs> I don't know if Dean's read The Odyssey. I think he's probably just watched one of the many movies about The Odyssey. I don't think he needs to... The transcript spells Odyssey wrong, I'm realizing now. I don't think he needs to have read The yes, Odyssey itself in order to make a reference to it. Like, yeah. I haven't read it, and I can say what he's well, talking I know, but about. He said, no, I just mean he says, hey, I read. Yeah. He doesn't want people to think he's stupid! I know. Uh, yeah. <sighs> um... Sam Sam says sirens are usually pretty solitary, which I feel like Supernatural made up so that we know there's only one monster. Yeah, in this episode. Uh, sirens. Uh, that's not true. Yeah, literally every like siren slash mermaid. They're always in groups. In a group. Gangs of girl bosses, girl bossin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Sam talks about their siren song, and Dean says, let me guess, Welcome to the Jungle? No, no, Warren's Cherry Pie. It's Sam's, like, song's more of a metaphor. This makes me insane for absolutely no reason. I think, I, the fact that it's Welcome to the Jungle is extremely funny. I'm just imagining, a, yeah. I'm like an H. It's like the, you know, the meme of, um... Yeah, uh, you could kill a uh, 14th century peasant by showing them a single <laughs> Dorito. Uh, it's like you could kill a 100 BC Greek sailor by a siren belting out welcome to the jungle. <laughs> but also There's it is funny that Dean much, like much predicts later. like, oh, siren song would be, you know, my music. And then guess what? Uh -huh. guess uh, yeah, what? no, that's true. That's true. That's true. You're right. Mm hmm. There's just a part very, very later in season 10. Um, Dean is in a strip club and Cherry Pie is playing. Well. It's just an interesting through line that threw me off. But we'll get there. There's something really dumb here. Um, dumb in my supernatural? Yeah. <laughs> um, the stupid thing here is that sirens work at a distance. Like Sam says, sirens lived on islands, sailors would chase them, completely ignoring the rocky shores, dash themselves to pieces. The siren poison is close contact. Well, yep. they're tempting before. And, like, short range. Yeah, they're tempting before yeah, the poison the... itself gets in the system. So I think it still, but like, the... tracks. It just doesn't track exactly. But the whole, the whole point is the singing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they don't know. I mean, this is stupid. This is literally just me excusing it because, like, maybe they don't actually know everything about how sirens work and like something is also sure. about like magic voice or whatever and then like the voice sure. lures them in so that they kiss them sure supernatural it's a dumb show it is a dumb show um then we see the siren on top of this guy a win for women i guess yeah i feel like there's something oh, that it's yeah. like going at with like i don't know deviant sexuality but maybe that's just like my 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 personal um want to spin this episode i don't think it's necessarily saying anything it's probably honestly mostly for the fact that like this way they can use the mirror reflection yeah um i think it's really funny that uh they're like it could be anybody and then we see this person like leave with a stripper which is not a thing that 
happens that often at strip clubs. At the very least, is not what is not the 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 goal. Um, and well, so it's know. like, maybe, well, there's maybe there's... this is the sex workers. Right, but they they get hunches and like follow people all the time for like it's stuff worse than that or not worse, but you know what I mean. Stuff that is like least less suspicious than this. Yeah. God, speaking of which, this is jumping ahead. Sam couldn't keep it in his pants for one episode, like this episode of all episodes. He had to have sex. This is the sex is going to kill you episode, Sam. Yeah. This is the sex will make you murder people case, and you're like, yes, you know what? It's so stupid. It's there for the red herring. Such a fucking loss for Mm -hmm. Ace Sammy reading. The way Sam, the way Sam throws his phone across the room is so so funny. funny. Like in retrospect, when you know he's not actually under the influence, he's literally just like, "Arg, I'm angry." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. No. Um. Back to Belle and Lenny. I have two more notes for the scene. Number one is that after sex, her lipstick is like perfect siren shape-shifting magic. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, And he doesn't have any lipstick on him. It's magic lipstick. And Actually, you know what? Since it is literally shape-shifted, it's probably just that is the color of her lips. She's not wearing makeup. Yeah. Probably. Um, And my other note is she's like, bash your mother's brains and do it for me. Oh. In like uh-huh. a sexy it's voice, it's the funniest it's fucking thing. It's whack. This is where Bobby gives them the directions about how to kill a siren, and it's very stupid because they're like, "What the hell does that mean, huh?" <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean says supernatural STD. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Like, yeah, I guess that's what this is. I guess. I like that Bobby says we're dealing with 3,000 years of the telephone game here. That is an interesting aspect of Hunter research, of like having to sort of um, decipher old stories about the stuff mm-hmm. that they're looking into. Mm-hmm. Decipher, translate, filter. Do you make a OJ Simpson reference here? Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. Uh, then we meet Nick. And we meet Nick. Um, they do like this very good this bluff great. thing where they they like finish each other's lies. It's good. They're yeah. very smooth about it in a way they usually aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby's fake Bobby. name is Mike Kaiser, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm obsessed with Bobby frying up his lunch in a kiss the cook apron while he's pretending to yeah. be FBI. It's great. And he this just, like, scene doesn't make any phone. any sense. Yeah, go. This the scene doesn't make any sense in hindsight because what because why would the 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 siren wants to get close to them? Why would it try to like call them out or like uh, alienate them from him by doing this? I think it makes him seem they more legit. They clearly didn't go back and read over the script. Yeah, that might be part of it but like i think in universe he probably wants to see more legit and if he just goes like oh yeah, okay can... then they'd be like wait you could yeah i mean it's possible to come up for a reason if he puts them it's... on the defensive then they won't look into him sure okay i guess that's true which worked so <laughs> shout out to bobby's line of phones it's so good he's got it's little taped up phones on his wall for like fed marshall fbi yeah. cia He's like, this is this his is routine. The... This is his role in the hunter community. Yeah, this is the first time this has come up, right? Yeah, we've mentioned yeah. it before. I remember but this y'all is where talking about this before. I was like, I was very pleased to finally see it. 
Yeah. It's good. It's a good it's bit good. they got going. It's a good grift. Yeah. They're so smart. They're so good. Benny's so smart. God. Bobby is so smart. And he goes, those digits. Um... Nick like says uh it. a lot and like has this kind of slow way of talking that I thought was kind of cute. I don't really know That's how to <laughs> why yeah, wants the siren venom talking. <laughs> um he says get this, which is my first note of like Sam coding Nick. Cause like uh-huh. that's that's Sam's catchphrase. He's he's doing the research, he's Yeah. You know, he's filling Sam's role in a way that does fit the narrative the show wants you to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean at first does not want to hang out with this guy, but then they go out and uh, it's like, no way, you drive an Impala? It's like, how the hell did you talk to your bureau into letting you drive your own wheels? And it's, it's a compliment to him. It's, it's cute. cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Sam talks to Kara and the blood is gone. And then Dean and Nick are yeah, at Nick the strip club it. trading music trivia. They're like not even watching the girls. Sam was like, yep. hold on, let me find the line. Sam says, just take him to the strip club. Keep an eye out for the siren. Just focus on the naked girls. You'll forget he's even there. And then Dean says, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for the girls. Cut to the strip club. This, there's like a scene in between. But cut to the strip club. And what is he doing? Is he looking at the naked girls? No, he is chatting up Nick. Yep. <laughs> Dean, when he goes to the strip club with his buddies, keep that in mind. Ugh. Oh, five, three. I think it's clever the way the siren has framed Kara with the hyacinth. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean says, dude, dude, you know, for a fed, you're not a total dick. And Nick says, aren't we both feds? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Get like, you know, not a, they're not all as cool as us. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty cool, either sloppy writing or clever writing, you tell me, that Nick says, how does a girl talk four different Johns into murder? When it's supposed to be four different girls. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if that was on Wait, purpose. Wait, is this before like or after? Dean has not yet told Dean him the shapeshifting. Because uh, later in the ooh. car, when he's actually taking the drink, um, he says the whole, like, so they're magically actually one girl. Um, so this is right. slipping here, I think. That's cool. Um, Sam's talking to Kara. Um, it's <laughs> This red herring also is very funny. Uh, yeah, this this... This woman just killed her husband is just, that's just a thing that happened. Yeah. Completely, you like, know. disconnected from the plot or monsters or anything. She's like, come on, have you ever been in a relationship where, where you really love somebody and still kind of wanted to bash their head in? Sam says, sounds like you're speaking from experience. She says, yeah. Um, and brings out the whiskey. There's a cute, I like her line when she takes out the whiskey. It says, it's medicine. I'm a doctor. Just a little smile. Um, yeah. She is very cute and charming. Yeah. I love her. Um, she's like, you know, it's one day I looked up and it was like I was living with a stranger. You know what I mean? It's like, I guess. She's, people change. I know I did. But it's not that you feel guilty about. It happens. Sam says, you two split up. And she says, I suppose that's the word for it. That she killed her husband. That had like. Yeah, we find out later, like, her husband mysteriously <laughs> yeah. died. Or not yeah. mysteriously, but suddenly died. It's yeah, yeah. she had that Dean says a heart attack. Yeah, she had ex husband, dead ex husband Carl Roberts drop like a stone, no warning, supposedly a heart attack. Did she did she like drugged him and made him have a heart attack, probably. Girl boss. It's wild. Yeah. Sam continues to have terrible taste in women. Yeah. So true. <laughs> Dean calls him out yeah. on it. He's like, You keep fucking. It's, it's at first yeah. Madison, then Ruby, and now Kara. What's with you faking monsters, man? Sam, certified monster fucker. Literally. So true, bestie. Um, I do go a little bit crazy for the line, people change. It's nothing to feel guilty about. Like, 
this in the context of Sam's jokerification this season and last season. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <sighs> and then they flirt and then they have sex in the office, which I hate. I hate that as a concept. Didn't you just establish there's a security camera in here? <sighs> yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Love that. Like, good for Sam, I guess, but. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I get why the subplot is here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not mad at it. I just think they shouldn't have sex in an office because it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dean on the phone is like recapping him on the case, set. right? They have to go all the way to her house. And, <laughs> and Dean says, Did you sleep with her? And see, Sam goes, No. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Uh after Sam's stupid, like, angry phone throw, we get this, like, ominous close-up of him in the mirror also that is supposed to, you're supposed to be like, oh, no, Sammy's been possessed. Not possessed. Sammy's, Sammy's been, been drugged. But, but no, he's just mad. He's just mad. He's yeah. literally just mad. He's annoyed. No, talk to me. I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Dean immediately calls. He says, I got to handle this by myself. And then he hangs up and calls Nick and says, I need your help. So, again, that's my other uh-huh. note for Sam, Nick coding um well nick sam coding uh, where like they are deliberately setting up like nick is going to take sam's role because sam is out of the picture yeah mm-hmm. and then this is where in the car nick says it sounds like crazy on toast which i love it's a very winchester line um yeah he says it sounds mm-hmm. like crazy on toast all these different strippers they're magically the same girl which is why i noted when he said girl singular the first time yeah um and dean says you're just gonna have to trust me and nick says yeah okay i guess and dean's like thanks um because this is nick stepping into a better sam role where sam always fights dean on these things and wants to have the full picture because of their john issues um whereas nick is just like okay i will trust you because that's what you want Mm mm-hmm yeah, and then this is where Dean's like, how they, he's like, how are they drugging, how's she pulling off the drugging? And Dean's like, injecting or passing through to- toxin through physical contact. And then Nick says, or it could be her saliva. You really should have wiped the lip of that thing before you drank from it, Dean, which is a, a very good, like, plot twist moment. It got, it got mm-hmm. me. I was not expecting it. Um, it's like, I should be your little brother, Sam. You can't trust him. Not like you can trust me. That we see his monster face in the, in the car mirror yeah yeah which like that's that's us the audience that can see this i assume that's not the case for mirrors in general or else the siren probably wouldn't be that effective (laughs) like i feel like (laughs) someone would notice especially not in a strip club yeah from what i understand they like putting mirrors there it's just (sighs) okay what really gets me about this episode is that sam and Uh, bobby have as far as we've seen no way of knowing how dean got infected as far as they're concerned dean had sex with this man and like they just completely go with that and never say it again <laughs> Yeah, i was about to say they're like he, he'll tell us when he's ready exactly. they're like it's literally okay can i can i jump to the end scene for a second bobby's like it's okay that he got to you he's like dean it's okay to be gay i'm not gonna fight you on it <sighs> My point to join in with what you're saying is that uh, they're they go back to the motel. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're the literally motel room. they they genuinely they they had sex. I'm sorry. I don't care that Nick is saying I, I should be your brother. This is it's the ghost It's literally ghostfacers. Anyway, fight ensues. Mm-hmm. Sam calls him ugly, which isn't fair. He's not. I mean, his his horrible monster form is, but 
what what actually happened is Sam shows up to the motel and Nick is sitting on the bed and Sam says, Nick, what are you doing here? And Dean jumps Sam and Sam immediately goes to Nick. I got to tell you, you're one butt ugly stripper. Like he immediately clocks what's going on here and he's just like, oh, okay. Dean had sex with this man. Yeah. Yeah. And Nick says, no, I gave him what he needed. It wasn't some bitch in a G string. It was you, a little brother that looked mm-hmm. up to him that he could trust. And now he loves me. He'd do anything for me. And I got to tell you, Sam, that kind of devotion, I mean, watching someone kill for you, it's the best feeling in the world. And we get some interesting stuff about like what sirens want or like what this. Yeah, there's very little wants. motive it's here. Like a, yeah. He, mm-hmm. well, yeah. His motive is he gets bored and he wants to fall in love again and again. Which yeah. ties into the theme of like what Kara said earlier of like that feeling of initial um, devotion and like love towards someone like starting to fade off. Like this is what this monster is a metaphor for in a way that like I like monsters being used in fantasy stories uh, as like metaphors for things for like interpersonal conflict between humans are like um, the way. Uh, you know, the way things were afraid of, like, for example, falling out of love with someone can be externalized into, like, a creature that does horrible fucked up stuff. Um, yeah, I-, I think that's kind of interesting. I continue to have all the problems with monsters and Supernatural as I do, but I feel like the mm-hmm. Siren's an yeah. interesting monster as far as monsters go, and also has a cool design. Yeah. This is going, this is going high on my monster list. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam says you're one needy, also, pathetic does- loser. Which, uh, yeah. Dean coded, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, then his mouth opens like a snake. He does a little, little poison spitter. Squirts on Sam's yeah. face. Don't say which that. Is also cool, I think. That's <laughs> what happens. It's what happens. Thanks for coming to bat for me, Wyatt. Um, and then Sam and Dean have a conversation where they fight out all their yep. season plot things. But before that, I want to yep. say in a queer reading of this episode, um, I think it would. Like they remember what happens afterwards. They they talk about this. I think that this scene is probably one of the reasons, one of the things that like plays in Dean's mind when he considers coming out. Um, in the sense that like Dean's good. Sam says like Dean, this isn't you. You poisoned him. I feel like I know this is mm. like literal textual for the episode, but um, I think that in a queer reading, those those lines have more weight or different weight. Bonk 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 bonk. Ugh. I think it's I think it's interesting. Yeah, so Dean says, I don't know when it happened, maybe when I was in hell, maybe when I was staring right at you, but the Sam I knew, he's gone. Um, it's not the demon blood or psychic crap, it's the little stuff, the lies, the secrets. You're hiding things from me. Yeah. We used to be in this together, we used to have each other's backs. Um, which feels more it's interesting. I don't know. <sighs> Similar to um like skin for example or um uh what's another episode where they get over oh, this happens um what's the one I'm with the on asylum it. yeah 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 asylum um mm-hmm. any of the episodes where they like the boys are turned magically, magically compelled against each other. to tell each other yeah. all their resentment um, it's like it's it's unclear what's how they actually feel and what's like the monster doing its work um but yeah, Sam says you're too weak to go after her, Dean. Uh, Lilith, you're holding me back. I'm a better hunter than you are, stronger, smarter. I can take out demons you're too scared to go near. Which is interesting because I feel like the Dean not trusting Sam stuff has been set up more than Sam feeling like he has moved beyond Dean. I don't know if we've gotten that much. Like, I don't know. Or if it is there, it's d- subtle. 
Yeah, and then Sam's next line also feels like wildly out of character for something Sam would actually think. He says, you're too busy sitting around feeling sorry for mm-hmm. yourself, whining about all the souls you tortured in hell. Boo-hoo. Which was, I was like, okay, kill him. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That is a yeah. fucked up thing to say, Sam. And it's like, um, and like, I'm not mad at actual Sam for saying this because yeah. he's not like in control of himself. But um, I don't think that Sam actually thinks Dean shouldn't be complaining about hell. Um so, like, I think that in general, sirens and, like, other magical compulsion spells like that um, exaggerate the, like, quiet thoughts that they don't say to each other. Like, yeah. the, the anger that they have been holding on to, even though they know that, like, they should let go of it, you know, that kind of thing. And in this case, it's it's blown out of proportion as usual, but also just kind of picking anything to make them go after each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. Also, my note for this scene, besides ouch, um, is, is for Nick, who's just literally just sitting there with, like, his his little, like, I can't describe his hand position. He has, like, a hands by his face, like, up, and he's just, like, he's enjoying watching this. He's, he's, so uh-huh. my note here is just gay as yeah. hell to be in it for the drama. <laughs> it's so it's true. true. The siren is absolutely just in it for the drama. He's like, I love um. this show. Dean look tackles Sam and they hit the door and the door just collapses outward. I get that like they need to write this fight scene so they can get outside and so the fire axe is there, but that this door is made of paper mache apparently. <laughs> They're in a motel and they both weigh a lot. Yeah. Um there was there's another thing funny in this fight scene one second. Uh, oh yeah, Sam's uppercut. Sam does this incredible uppercut. Um, at uh, let me find the timestamp for it here. Um, oh my god, it's so good. At um thirty seven, um, one second. Uh, thirty seven fifty five. Sam's like beating the crap out of him and like uppercuts him through a um like a divider. Uh, that just shat like Dean goes flying oh, yeah. up into the air and like smashes through <laughs> it. It's like the f- the amount of force you need to have in a punch to like knock someone literally off their feet like that. It's powerful, Sammy. He's so strong. Um, but yeah, then Bobby shows up and, and the, the siren's like, oh no, and books it and Bobby just flings the knife overhand and slams to his back. Gone. Done. Got him in one. Bobby the king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. Bobby is so good. He's good at his job. Like, it is very much like a Deus Ex Machina for the end of this episode, but it's like, they got what they needed to out of it in terms of like what the siren was doing for the broader themes of this episode and show in general. <laughs> yeah. And um, it really is a, oh boy, how are the boys going to get out of this one? And I kind of like, uh, in a sort of material way, that like, they can't overcome this drug that they've been gotten with. Like, literally, the only thing that saves them is, like, a connection they have, like, Bobby being worried about them. I like that. I like that the boys don't yeah. always get to, like, save themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes your heroes need to be incompetent. Yeah. It's good for them. Maybe not well, as incompetent also, it, it as later shows, seasons. <laughs> it shows, like, um... You know, they're the protagonists, they're the master hunters. Uh, Like, we get a lot of how dangerous the hunter life is, and they do have a lot of close calls. But this really is a moment, it's like, yeah, they really would have just died here. Mm -hmm. Or more specifically, yeah, they would have, at least one of them would have killed the other. Yeah, I guess that's true. And it was looking when Bobby showed up, like, Dean would have killed Sam, which would have 
been extremely bad for both of them. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it would be bad for Dean, and then I was like, the same girls are going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> it would be bad for both of them. But did you die, Dean though? <laughs> uh, yeah, like the way Dean absolutely cannot handle if Sam is dead, and the way that Sam absolutely cannot handle if Dean is dead are both devastating. Yeah. Um, Dean does this little, like, he reaches up and touches his shoulder where, uh, Bobby poked him with a knife. It's like, ow. Because, ow. <laughs> Dad, why'd you do that? Their faces also should be way more jacked up than they are with, uh, how much they were punching each other. They have magic pretty boy ghost facers, yeah. so it's fine. Ghost faces effect. I do like that Sam still has the knife wound, um, on his neck in the denouement, though. Oh, also last episode when he was talking to Mr. Wyatt at the end, he still has a busted lip because he was just in a fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Bobby's like, listen, it's fine. It happens. Don't feel bad that you got sirened. It's okay to be gay, boys. Like I said, got, he buys him pop. That's cute. Yeah, he gets mm -hmm. some soda. Um, the This scene, is it's interesting uh, the places they often pick. Uh, to film the denouements are like different from the places they filmed. Um, this is by the Sky Bridge leading from um, uh, New West into. Uh... We are so uniquely privileged <laughs> to have a verified Canadian right yeah. adjacent uh -huh. in, um, on our podcast. Into, into Surrey. Uh, yeah, from New West into Surrey. This is the Surrey side, the slightly more southern side of the bridge. Uh, just parked by it. It's a good view. It's interesting seeing the skyline. Um, I do this drive all the time because it. Uh, my grandma lives out in Mission. Um, it's a bit of a drive out there, uh, and we often take this bridge. And it's interesting to see, like, oh, that's the skyline from ten years ago. Uh, there's more buildings there now. Mm, that's fun. Um, yeah, it's always always very funny whenever there's an extremely recognizable like Vancouver area landmark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sam says he's not interested in saying goodbye to Kara because what's the point? Ouch. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Dean says, look at you, love him and leave him. Dean, that's not what's happening here. And then they both, like, apologize. Yeah. Without saying the word sorry, but they apologize. Said, yeah. We're good. They're good. Says, yeah, let's, we're good. let's never think about this again. And they get in the car and drive yeah. away. It's interesting, Sam being like, what's the point? It's... It's we a while ago back in um, Lazarus Rising. I talked about this and like Sam becoming more Dean coded and it being like, oh, Sam slept with this like random woman and like doesn't remember her name. And like we later learned that that's a bit that he and Ruby are doing. So they are not found out. Um, but but yeah, it's like I, it's unclear the extent to which Sam and Ruby are, are in a relationship. But like. If they are in one, he cheats on her here in a way that, like, you know, it's we haven't seen them negotiating what their relationship is on screen, but it is, I guess, notable to me. Uh, it's an interesting choice. Like, we haven't seen Sam do something like this before, and I don't quite know what to make of it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even thinking about that. You're right. I don't think that they, like, I think that they are in, like, quote-unquote relationship. Um especially considering something we reveal later. But yeah. I don't think that, like, Yeah, Sam, I don't know if it's like I don't think that, either of but... them, but especially Sam, would, like, yeah. consider themselves, like, exclusive, you know? Like, that's a demon yeah. that he happens to be having sex with sometimes. Yeah, for sure. It's just, like... Yeah, I don't, I don't like know. it. I mean, we, we, we talk about, um like, a Sammy or, like, Demi Sammy 
like a decent amount in a way that like it it is even though that's not intentional there's enough character evidence there for that reading to be very like on the surface um and this is like a big swing in a different direction for him in a way that was surprising to me mm -hmm. and i guess like he does have that like connection with her that we've talked about before of like him and um werewolf lady whose Madison. name i forget Madison, Madison, Madison right, heart. in this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's, like, kind of there for it, I guess, but it is... But, like, he genuinely cared about Madison, and, like, the implication here is he did not, like, really care about Kara, except for, like, having a good time for a night. I don't know. It's interesting. Mm. Oh, also, congratulations to Kara for not dying early, in this but... episode. Yeah, yeah, she made it out. She escaped yeah, Sam's yeah, cursed yeah, yeah. dick. She did, she did, she did. <laughs> because he left. Good for her. <laughs> maybe it's not a cursed dick um, maybe it's a cursed heart maybe 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 anything more either of you want to say about the siren nope i had like five notes for this episode so we can come back around to it then but uh it, like if there's something else or like i'll edit it i'll like move things around but um after facts for this episode um only have two, uh, which is uh, Jim Perrick, who played Nick, is Hoyt Fortenberry on True Blood. Uh, incredible name. Uh, apparently major character in that show. I don't know anything about True Blood except for it's about vampires. Um, yeah. Uh, and then Mark Hildreth, uh, who played Adam in the cold open, is in a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, he's a voice actor. Um, he is most famous for me, uh, Hiro Yui, in the dub of Gundam Wing. Um, which if you haven't seen the dub of Gundam Wing, I'm definitely going to make Emma put the video I made us all watch in the refs channel. Uh, Gundam Wing, incredible dub, extremely early 2000s anime dub, like overacting in a way that is iconic. Um, he plays Vert Wheeler, the protagonist of Hot Wheels Battle Force 5. Uh, he's Quicksilver in Wolverine and the X-Men, Ted Castlebaum in Just Cause, Pastor Tom Hale in Resurrection, RJ Harrison in Stargate Infinity, and Sir Gallop in King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. I love that. Uh, yeah, those are all my actor facts. Next uh, yeah, week. Next, next, next week. week. Next, next week. Next week. Next week things, we have things death start hitting holiday after this, right? Head of a pin. Oh, yeah. Head of a pin's next, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm, like, scared to hype it up too much for myself in case it doesn't stand up to, like, a third or fourth watching, but it will. I'm excited. These are when the, the years stop, start coming and they don't stop coming, right? In terms of yep. the end of, like, we're, we're leading yep. up to the avalanche at the end yeah, of season we're four. We're getting towards the finale at Sick. this point. Sick. Hell yeah. Oh my god. It's, oh, it's wild. Also, we're, like, we're already on episode 14. We're already halfway through this season. It feels Yeah, we just that feels strange to me. We barely met Cass. Also, I I I need to um because Death Takes a Holiday is next episode. I need to make a correction to myself in the past. Oh yeah. Because I thought there was a character that is introduced in the next episode that is not. He is not introduced until season 5. Yeah. But that's okay. Um I hyped up his his appearance as one of the best character first character appearances in the show. I still stand by that. He's just not going to be in that, the next episode. Um, I also tagged a Tumblr post uh, with that same mistake. So if you've seen that Tumblr post, no, you didn't. <laughs> All right. Um, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, please rate mm -hmm. and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. And if you have any 
questions or comments, etc., uh, that you want to send to us, please email us at wordofgodcast at gmail.com or send a ask on Tumblr, however that works. I don't use Tumblr, I don't know. <laughs> at um, yep. wordofgodcast.tumblr.com. That's right, that's mm-hmm. our URL. <laughs> okay, cool. Yep. Um, and uh, until next time, we're going to be kind of, you know talking about our feelings a little bit but like not really fully digging into just things kinda glossing and like not over actually it. apologizing to each other just kind of glossing over all of like the deep underlying mm-hmm. emotional turmoil that lies between all of us that uh you are not aware of listener okay that was a pretty dark note so how about instead we end this by <laughs> saying that we're gonna be talking to our english teachers about how much they've inspired us go thank an english teacher or other teacher i guess so if you're true. straight and then about and then and then <laughs> And then when we get asked if we're happy, we're going to awkwardly not answer. You just determined to make this a bummer. Well, okay. It's the, this is the show we're watching. It beats high school. Whatever we're doing, it beats it's high true. school. The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share-alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description. Bye.